0: This is Dexter Vines, and it's 11 o'clock
1: comics.
2: <laughs> That's impressive. All things considered, right? Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: dying, so. No. On that last episode. I, I know. know. <laughs> I'm going Elizabeth. tonight. Come on, boss. God.
2: Never. Never. Although like, i
3: lost it. Seriously? So, like, so,
2: like, so. So. <laughs> and, yeah. Somebody needs to put them together again. Uh, we can do it. We can, we can lift him up.
3: Lift the man up? Like like Chris. a like a, like a baptist on Sunday.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, <laughs> <my>. <laughs>
2: We got a lot of them around here.
3: Do you really? Yeah, I used remember. to have uh where my where my pops lives at the uh end of the block is a church. Is
2: that where Jenny lives?
3: Yeah, Jenny on the block. And the church <laughs> has had so many different affiliations over the years. It was like Baptist for a while. It was uh but for the longest time it was Seventh Day Adventist.
2: Oh, good. Mm. See, I almost I almost made it bad by saying "Good God," right? Yeah, that's a standard exclamation, though. Whether you believe or not, like "Holy crap, Jesus Christ!" Oh, you know, it's just right. I know you right. don't got to believe. You don't got to believe to take the the man's name in vain. Yeah. All right, we're going into a place we don't want to be. Hey, everybody! <laughs> yeah. Memos from Purgatory. Now it's eleven o'clock. Comics. Episode 416, Whoa. my goodness, yeah, and I am a slightly ill, <laughs> just a little bit, you, mentally. <sighs> no. You're all stuffed up. My son got me all. All of a climate. That motherfucker. that jam, that's true. Vince, <laughs> he, that's who I am. <laughs> Vince, you <sighs> <who>, can't, <laughs> Jameson.
0: <laughs> I just thought I wasn't getting stepped up. Yeah, That's right. I am uh, I'm I'm barely keeping it together, David A. Price. Sexy.
3: Man, I'm the king of Scott, Dickie Barrett.
0: No, you're not,
2: Dickie. <laughs> from Bella No, you're Jason Wood, everybody, uh, and we're here together again and it's Wednesday and it's a beautiful day. What do you Mr. It's comic. No, it's comic day. It's
3: beautiful day in the neighborhood.
2: I I actually got to the shop today. Anytime I get to the shop is a good day, but I did manage to grab one of them, their DC preview magazines.
3: Uh, I can't
0: wait for mine to arrive in my shipment.
2: I like what I see. David, what do you
0: think? I, uh, I didn't get to flip through the PDF too much, uh, this afternoon, but I am, uh, I'm looking forward to got a couple things on it, but I'll, I'll, uh, I'll be able to get back to you next week.
2: I want to send a message to somebody at DC saying, you know, you can't adjust the compression when you make a PDF. Yeah, a little
0: bit, a little bit. It does not
2: have to be 350 meg. For max.
0: for like for for 60 some odd pages, I think. Yeah, it's, it's a little on the crazy side, there. but I
2: understand completely that they want that art to shine. But there there are tweaks you can make to get that compression where you want it in the sweet spot. It doesn't have to be print resolution, whatever. It's fascinating um, but you know what? Uh,
3: that they're going. What? So you know, we've had a Marvel previews forever for years. Yeah. Now we're getting a DC book, and now we're getting an Image Plus book.
0: Right. Well, the Image Plus I know now. DC is going to be a standard monthly thing. I thought it was just because they didn't want to spoil the rebirth announcements. I think it's the latter. Yeah. So it's all one and done.
2: I hope it's a regular thing. I don't see why not. If they want to, you know, go toe to toe with number one, they should walk the walk. Mm. I think so.
3: I guess we'll find out next month if it's back to normal.
2: Pretty soon it's going to be like Image, Dark Horse, Marvel, DC, Dynamite. and Basically then every, everybody in the front of the book. And then everybody... IDW will probably have their own after a while. And then every Valiant, of course. And then everybody else in the back. And then no one would want the in the back book. And so it, it defeats the purpose.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You should want the in the back book. First. You bastards. And uh, you don't have to... You know, you can get it from anywhere in the previews catalog from our sponsor. And who that?
3: Discount, Discount, oh,
2: Discount Comic Book Service. Oh. Discount Comic
3: Book Service. DC Service. Right? Yeah. It, there's,
2: there's no unity. It's chaos. When you do the sponsor, you got to have... Uh, DCBService.com, people. DCBService.com, where you get your books, get them fast, get them delivered right to your door with amazing savings, such as Howard the Duck Trade Paperback Collection Volume 3 from Marvel. This is a massive collection, cover price $34.99, but you can take it home for a paltry $17.49. That's 50% off. It collects Howard the Duck Magazine number two to seven, and I got a message on the Facebooks from our very, very good buddy Jefferson saying, Hey Brother V, what's up? Why is the first issue of Howard the Duck magazine not in this volume? Is is there some kind of conspiracy? Is there some kind of legal reason why it's not in here? And uh of course I didn't get a chance to reply to him, but I I so I will do so now. The reason why there's no mystery and there's no, you know, um clandestine things going on here Howard the Duck Magazine number one was reprinted in the second volume of Howard the Duck Complete Collection. That's Marvel, right? Doesn't make any sense. Why would they just not shorten the page count by 48 or whatever it was and just put them all together in this volume? I don't know who's doing the the, the planning on these things, but that's how it worked out. So, um, if you want number one, you got to give volume two as well. Anyhow, um, next up, from Lionforge, I haven't read anything by these people, but I, that will be rectified toot-sweet because I ordered this. It's called Night Trap number one. It's a mature reader's book written by some guy named Colin Bunn. I heard he's not bad. Right? Art by J.B. Bastos. It is a uh, tribute to our, you know, one of our favorite genres and that's the slasher movie. Um, you can get it for $1.64. That's 45% off in last but certainly not least. David and I are excited. That makes two of us. Uh, Matt Wagner is stepping up to the plate again with the shadow, only this time he's not only writing, he's illustrating as well. Uh, the death of Margot Lane, number one of six. Written and illustrated by Matt Wagner. $1.99. That's fifty percent off the cover price. Craziness. Get the two discount comic book service if you want to save on these books and many more. DCBService.com. Yeah. See, now you were too quiet towards the end of it.
3: It's we it's told it's us it's that you shushed us. Yeah.
1: Expect a little bit of interplay. It's, it's,
3: it's, well, speaking of our lovely sponsors, it looks like they had a good time at, uh, at, uh, Emerald City. City. Looks like yeah. they brought their youngest uh, daughter during her spring break to
2: Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I think we should, we got to get to Emerald City one of
3: I think days. so too. Uh, I agree, especially now that it's a little later in the year. Uh, so I'm with that for sure.
2: It, it's a little bit close to C2E2, but well, this is the first year we went. So but C2E2 we I was, was back gonna say. in April next year. Oh, it is?
0: Yeah, I do believe so.
3: Yeah. But you we know, don't have to, I mean, I, no one says we're going to do C2E2 every year again. Well, why, why not? Well, we got, I mean,
0: we got our regular, which is New York in October, and then maybe we can mix it up at the beginning of the year. Yeah, like yeah, I'm already, miss, I'm already,
3: I'm already sad about missing heroes. I know.
2: So. I'm just saying, next year there's not going to be any reason why I can't go to all the cons.
0: All of them? Well, yeah, we'll see. Have. We'll see.
3: May have.
2: I won't have any, uh, anything tying me down. Or the
3: DCBS, uh, DC rebirth bundle.
2: That's crazy. It, you want me to read it? I can bring it up right now. Um, how many issues is it? 19? Well, I'll tell you exactly once it comes up. And it comes up very fast. They're on a good server. <laughs> um, <laughs> DC Comics pre-orders. Here we go. Um, Rebirth. April 2016 DC Universe Rebirth Bundle. You get a special discount on this. You get 19 issues. Batman Rebirth, Green Arrow Rebirth, Green Lanterns Rebirth. I'm not going to keep saying Rebirth. Superman Action Comics, Aquaman Detective, The Flash, Wonder Woman, and then the number ones for all of those. So you're getting 19 issues. Do the math. $2.99 a book. $22.61. Yes, sir. That's 60%, 60%. off.
3: 60%.
2: Unheard of. You're not going to get... I
3: couldn't even his... hear what you
2: just said. Right, because it was unheard yeah. of it's it's crazy and um also there was another bundle that I had my eye on and I was like are you kidding me oh you know what I gotta say the more I see this wacky raceland cover it, it it's inciting me to violence
3: it really <laughs> dude, is I'm telling you I know
2: number one where the hell's the pigeon
3: hurts my heart dude I, I'm is, I'm gonna try it and hope like... that what I see inside is different but it's hurting my heart dude
2: Judging by this cover, you know, they say you can't judge a book by a cover. I don't care about that. I'm judging it right now. This book is gonna suck.
3: It hurts my heart.
2: It, that cover is god awful. I'm not talking about the, 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 uh, the actual getting that art down. You know, what I mean, the methods are sound. It, right, it's, not, right. it's not, it's a not a of bad cover. Totally drawn, the, but... No, but the design, oh, oh it's good.
3: Yeah. It's like that Death Race three thousand remake, the abomination with Jason Statham.
2: Which was better than this? Am saying it right? It might now. be. Yeah, saying it right now. The execution is in the zone for this kind of thing, but the 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 thought behind it, oh son, no nah, son, uh uh-uh. uh, that that better not be Penelope with the. With I the, know.
3: Yeah, I think it is though. Oh, yeah. Let's bring us up. What are we drinking?
2: Alright, I'll go first because I'm reiterating from last week. I'm drinking the Yingling.
3: Okay. Huh.
0: What about you, Jason? I was gonna
3: say, why uh, why are you apologizing about drinking the Yingling like it's something?
2: No, I'm not apologizing. I was, because I wanted to drink the wine, but I was going through the stock and, um, it's all, it's all white. Oh. There, there is something in there called Jack Daniels something winter cider. It's, it's unopened.
1: Mm. Probably a reason.
2: What? No? But it's Jack Daniels though. I thought everything was yeah, just gigantic- like
0: Lynchburg lemonade and, and, and their fruit punch type hard cider stuff. Nah, don't worry about it.
3: You know what they say, Vince? Once you go red, you'll always be ahead dog, you know? No. Can't go back. Uh, I am drinking the grape. I am drinking the red grape, of course, cause the white grape sucks. Uh, I'm drinking, uh, mayomi. Uh, which is a, a, a California, uh, vintage from Sonoma County. It's a Pinot Noir, 2014. It's quite, quite lovely. It's the first time I've ever had this bottle. I'm enjoying it immensely. Nice and dry, just like I like my wines.
2: <laughs>
3: Don't like other things dry, if you know what I'm saying though.
2: <laughs> I
0: think I do know <laughs> what you're saying.
2: No, I knew it was coming. We'll need I was eggs,
3: just... right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, eggs. That and region. regions.
0: The way to succeed. How about you, David? I am, uh, I, that'll finish it, but it is a, it, it's, it's, it's an old standby. It is the Redwood Creek oh, and yeah. tonight it is their, uh, for Vince, Cabernet Sauvignon. Uh-huh. I love, like, so I'm for, like Gomez. Oh,
2: do you speak that French and I get all, really
0: all, all I uh, yeah.
2: yeah. Hey, uh do we have any thank yous because I'm guessing we're going to tag team on something for a change all three of us? Is that true Jason?
3: I I don't know. What do you ta- I don't know. You always you you always do these, <laughs> these strange lead-ins where
0: you don't tell us ahead of time and then I'm Well no, see to there seems to be some leaving. kind
2: of there seems to be some kind of disconnect between this afternoons this
0: afternoon's messenger chat.
2: Yeah. yeah. And then it's just like, "Oh, I'm on my on my own now. I'm just going to think for myself." Did you read Archer and Armstrong? Of
3: course I did.
0: Well then well, here we go. Why right? didn't we Why
2: go,
3: do we have any thank yous? You were
0: like do, like as if the that added away so we can get on his turn Armstrong kick.
3: That's right. Oh should we I thought you were you I thought you wanted to thank Hunter Gorenson for hooking us up with the with the comps. Oh that goes without saying. Well props to Hunter Gorinson. Yeah. Uh
0: I do not have a a thank you for this oh well no, I I have a um a Spider Man from Daniel White that I scanned in. So I, I'm gonna have to set up a frame of just my DW Spider Man images because he the man sent me like three over the years. So well, he draws
2: a thousand images a day. That's true, he really does. He really
0: does. My man is I don't just unstopped. He must he I don't think a pencil ever leaves his hand. He must do amazing things with his left hand because his his right hand is always drawn. But the thing that
2: I admire most about Daniel one of the things right is his subject matter he chooses things that i would never conceive to to draw like he does emotional things and just what i call like the the superhero is part of his vo- vocabulary but it's not his first language it's maybe you know his second or third he he draws he's he he's in the indie zone in which he chooses subject matter which um is is everyday ordinary people um but he infuses it with this kind of emotion he'll he does this symbolic uh, conceptual thing with emotion it's like i wouldn't even sit down and, and think i'm gonna draw this i couldn't pull it off number one but he does it effortlessly like it just keeps, seems to flow from him and it, that's the marvel of of daniel white oh he's the man no, seriously. I, 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 I. There's certain. There's people that do their thing very well, where you can't see anyone else doing that thing. And that's Daniel White. I, there's no one I can even compare to him for the the style of the 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 conceptualizing behind the drawing. Nobody does it like Daniel White.
3: Nobody does it better.
2: But anyway, I'm gonna deviate just for a second because I gotta catch up because you both been chiding me for not. Watching something,
3: man. You are all over the place tonight.
2: I know. Yeah. I'm just happy. Do we have any I'm, thank
3: yous? Did you read the thing? I yes, I read so, it. Maybe, let's talk about daniel maybe, White. Then let's talk about a TV show. All right.
2: Maybe I got the ADD, sure. but anyway. Hey. Daredevil. I watched episode four and episode five. I'm getting there, right? I'm almost halfway Slowly. through. Right. My you were correct. My opinion of the Punisher is slightly improved with episode four. Nice. I will what's um what's his face? Uh the actor. John Bernthal. Yes. Uh Bernthal was amazing in the graveyard. That that little soliloquy where he was uh recounting the oh, terrible terrib- ter- that was great. Yeah. That was very well done. Um who knew? Right? Who knew he can act like that? Because you didn't see that in *Walking Dead*. <laughs> I, he, no, he
3: didn't.
0: He was hilarious. Yeah, in well,
3: wall street I mean, that's a pretty shallow character. Yeah.
2: <laughs> right, but I mean, I always pegged him as a, a graduate of the David Schwimmer school of acting. <laughs> so, the inhale, turn the head, inhale, uh, just
0: look well. uh, yeah. a just yeah, a little bit. Just
2: yeah, and from *Lost*, what's his name? From *Lost*. Oh, so Sawyer. Uh, no,
0: um, uh, Matthew Fox.
2: Yeah, Matthew Fox with the inhale, turn the head. Okay, but no, they did a great job on that episode. Episode five, I like Electra less than I like the Punisher. You're crazy,
3: show. dude.
2: She sucks. You're
3: out of your fucking core, dude. <laughs> oh. She's perfect.
2: She's perfect. I don't
3: even she's like her, like usually a girl that skinny does like, I, but she's absolutely perfect as Electra.
2: Perfect. Well, in, in a
0: sense, she is because Lectra was not. I never found Elektra to be all that in the comics. Oh, the, she, the, the, she's not a beauty queen. And neither is this woman. But yeah, exactly. So I mean, you I think, she's perfect, for, I she's, think she's, she's perfect for. I think she's perfect for the role. Eh, it's debatable, but I, I think she's she is. You know, she's perfect you for
2: this maid, role. You can put a maid costume on her and have her clean up around Karen because she. Oh she, my she,
3: God, she's way hotter than Karen. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, huh.
2: not even close.
3: I I was not wrong even, with the you're right, it's not guy. close.
2: Yeah, in my direction it's not. Wow. But anyway, uh,
3: and the violence. You need to get radon testing or something. There's fumes going on at your house.
2: I got the radon thing sucking the gas out. We don't know about radon. But anyway, um the violence is crazy in it. Oh, the, the, we the mass. The episode nine. Oh really? Oh.
0: Yeah, I'm not oh, there cool. yet. I think we, I, I just finished the, um the big reveal after the, uh, after the courtroom scene.
2: Wait, there's a reveal?
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty much expected, but don't worry. I'm not, I'm not saying anything, it's, but it's, it's pretty
2: good. Is much it expected. anything that I haven't read already?
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to leave it like that. Huh. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So what have we learned from this? Jason is wrong.
3: <laughs> it's it's all like crazy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, I'm enjoying it. It, it. It's very well made. I'll I'll reserve judgment until I watch the entire season and then I'll compare it to the
0: first one. But so far, well, I, I told Renee we got to hurry up and finish it because I don't I I, I got to see it before I go blind. So let's I've liked I've
3: liked the the Netflix shows in in order. Like I've liked you know what I mean. Like in chronological order is the way I end up. I think I've liked them.
0: You like Jessica Jones more in the first season of Daredevil.
3: No, 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 no. I'm saying the other way. I, I like the first season Daredevil, then Jessica Jones, then this, then this season. Hmm. One, two, three.
2: Okay. I like the way they tied it in to uh, Jessica Jones. That was, that was mm-hmm. clever. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: For sure.
2: Put it this way. I would take Foggy's on and off again woman before Elektra.
0: Yeah, I think I would too, bro. I got your back.
2: Oh, look at that! Cool, trouble in trouble in paradise. Well cool. <laughs> Jason, that's right. Uh, worry, I like my I'm nachos
3: fighting. with cheese. If you know what I'm saying. Oh no, no, no
0: one's fighting. It, oh, so bad. clever! He is uh, so yes. clever.
3: I'd love to actually like talk about the show before the next uh, Netflix show airs, but at this rate, maybe we will just wait until Power maybe. Man comes out. We'll talk about both at the same time. Wow,
2: well, you got to dig. I'll catch up. Right, I didn't. I didn't watch the Doctor Strange trailer. Should I have? I didn't it's, watch
0: it either. It's, there's nothing to it. It's, it's, um, it's a complete setup. I mean, there's a lot of images that flash by, but I mean, those of us who know the origin know what some of the images mean, but it is, it's, it's kind of a mind trip. It's, it's, it's a cool two minutes. There's nothing that, um, I don't think you're going to see anything in it. That is going to spoil anything in the movie. It it is a straight up teaser trailer. It it's it's not like we're not oh we're made for you. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, this may okay. this may be the only trailer I see until I see the movie. Right. in September, So
2: so you're 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 satisfied, and now you're like, okay, I'll I'll give them oh, the best. Oh, I had, I mean,
0: I had absolute faith in them to begin with, but I, this just the direction they're going in, the images that they showed, the 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 way they're going to. Um, interpret the whole mysticism. I'm. I. I, I think you'll enjoy it. I, I. I don't think you'll have an issue watching the teaser, thinking that. Well, now it, it's not. There's no doomsday appearance. You're not. Nothing is really being. Here he's got a beard. Here he's you know recovering from surgery. There's just it. It's shit you already know. But it, it's neat to see play out for real and. Um, and it's seriously just what's your appetite. It it's it's all huh. good. Cool.
3: Another Marvel News, yeah. I was told by Mr. Richards
0: that uh the Civil War was phenomenal. Yeah. It is getting nothing but rave reviews for the uh the, the, the early reviewers are all loving it. Wait, how did Mr. Richards I assume he that he got premier to see from your last right night? Yeah.
2: Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. Well, tied into that, while we're on the roll, I finally saw Ant Man.
3: Oh, I'd forgotten you hadn't seen it. Yeah. I
2: enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. It's a it's a little fluffy. Yeah, it's a, a very light.
3: slight film. Yeah. But it's fun. Um Very not weak s- villain. Very, very weak villain. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, Iron Man it's... One weak villain, like very just like nondescript Right. henchman like foil that
2: Could have been anybody. Yeah. 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 Um I do think they made a mistake in having him go against Falcon.
3: <laughs>
1: Why? It,
2: you know, not to slight the Falcon. Dude, you're just lo- killing
3: me left and right tonight. Yeah, no, I,
2: I love the Falcon, but if you're gonna impress me by beating an Avenger, or at least getting away from an Avenger, oh, okay. make make it somebody other than the Falcon. But it, oh it, God,
0: dude, it ties just, in it uh, it ties into the stinger at here. the end. So it all it it all works. It 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 all works. He's yeah, but it it could have been Hawkeye. But no, right? But if it, well,
2: <sighs> it could have been. It would have been nice if it was Thor. Not to have him beat Thor, but to have him evade Thor. That would have said that would have cemented the fact that okay, this guy is super resourceful, wily. He's he's
0: he's cunning. He has smarts. He can get away from Thor. But it's after Age of Ultron. Thor's gone, and you know. Th- Falcon is one of the air quotes, new recruits that, that, that they're training at the end of Age of Ultron. So, I mean, it, if it wasn't going to be Falcon, it would have been Scarlet Witch. It, it, it's vision would have been cool. Eh, it's not much of a fight though. It would have been very, at least because there, there would have been very little humor. I mean, at least you know Falcon can kind of shrug it off. You're, you, you I, I, I felt bad for Sam because he was, you know, he, didn't have the upper hand in that whole thing, and I I kind of think that it was it was it was it was a it was a smart pairing in in my eyes.
3: I had no problem. Yeah, think. you really hurt my heart because you know I love the Falcon like I and I think no, I know, but I think what Anthony Mackey's actually great in the role as well. He
0: is fantastic in the
2: role. he is. But what that said to me was all the Falcon's skill and powers come from the back.
3: But that's true though. But it shouldn't be. But
0: that's what he he's he's a dude. He's a normal dude, right? He's not powered. He doesn't have, you know. There's no. He, red has, he
3: has ability to communicate with 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 Red Wing, but that's uh, other than that, he's just a regular guy.
0: Yeah, I don't know. So is Cap. No, to no, no. Oh, Cap, no. Cap's, Cap's
2: a super serum, Cap, right? Yeah, Cap's a he...
3: superhuman. Falcon's just a guy. He's just a guy with with mechanical wings and a.
2: I don't think Batman would have let him get
0: away. That's all I'm saying. What?
3: Ben well, Affleck Batman the, or, or only only, uh, <laughs> only
0: if. Uh, only Batman's mother's name was Martha.
3: Huh. Now, real talk, real talk. I they, right. they announced today that Ben Affleck has signed on to uh, write, direct, and and appear in his own in a Batman film, and I'm a hundred percent down with that. Yes, I am. I think he is. I think Affleck is an infinitely more impressive director then he is an actor and I don't mind him as an actor, but I think he's an
0: excellent director. I thought you so, would say an ex- the better director than Zack Snyder. I was coast Well, that, I mean, like that's that. a given,
3: that's yeah. a given, but, but I think he's a legitimately talented director. Like I, 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 I really thought when, when they hired him to do this thing in the first place, that it was all part of some plan where they would make him the director of the justice league films. And obviously that's not the case, but I, Sadly. I, I think he'll be, I, I have very, very high hopes for a, an Affleck directed Batman
0: film. I think that will be great. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I I I like him better than Bale as Batman.
0: I think I do too. I I really did, since I I I finally saw the movie Sunday. I um, yeah, I had I had no problems with with him as Bruce Wayne or as Batman. Um, you guys are right. Alfred was definitely a high point. I enjoyed Wonder Woman. Um, how could you not? No, I well, because she was only on screen for like three minutes, but the, the, uh, and I like, I like Cavill as, as Superman. Physically he is, he fits the role. It's just that he has nothing to work with. Snyder is a, he's just, he's a horrible director. I just, I.
2: Do you agree with me though that this is a more optimistic Superman than, than Man of Steel? It's a more emotional Superman.
0: Yeah, some. I mean, yeah, when he when he could emote, when he, when he was given the opportunity to, yes. Um, right, right. Yeah, no, it, it's there were there were a few parts of the movie that I thought looked cool, visually appealing, and and I was really happy about some of the things that were going on, but they are mm-hmm. rendered moot, like almost. Snyder, Snyder would be an awesome cinematographer. It just, he, Eisenberg as Luther was ridiculous, uh, the, the, doomsday's abilities were just, I don't know. They were, they were silly. Yeah, it's just, but, um.
2: And, and if you take Superman's greatest villain and you reduce the fight to 30 minutes, something's wrong, right? Um, and, and the thing that bothers me about that is the chances of us getting a Death of Superman movie. Legit Death of Superman movie. Right.
3: Well, you zero. just got it. That right. Death of Superman.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But this, this is not worthy of that storyline. But I don't know. Did, but David, did you catch the, the, um, trap door in the why Batman's shooting bullets? Did you did you catch the explanation?
0: You mean the kryptonite bullets or ju- or what? The-
2: no, when he was blowing away the guys, um, in the in the trucks and the you know oh, chasing right. the he bat going through the he was they, he was firing oh, bullets. Yeah, he I was mean, running he, people over, bl-
0: crashing.
2: At the- you when when you go explodo, you know that's not bat- Batman's regular modus right um, methodology. Alfred says it to him when he's, he was sitting at the, in the Batcave at the console, console, and he said, I think he were in the Batcave. Um, he said, um, uh, hopelessness turns, uh, good men cold. I do remember that. Yep. That, that, that was the out. Okay. Batman is, is, uh, Looking at Superman and feeling inadequate, hopeless, like here's his god yeah. on earth, and so that's and why. And he's he
0: also, killed. he's, he's, he's uh, older, he's lost a sidekick, I mean, I, I and, and obviously based yeah. on man of steel, there, there is very little regard for, for human life in this universe, so I, I, I really right, have no right. problem with Batman killing.
2: Yeah, and I didn't say it was a good explanation. Right. But it is an explanation. Yeah.
0: I, I was, and I'm so Super happy that I did not have this spoiled for me. But that that other dream within a dream that Bruce was having, oh. when he when he startled out of it, I was like, that right there, that was almost worth the price of a I was like, I'm done. That's what I'm saying. I mean, because it fits, because back in that series, Batman was the first person that uh, that dude was talking to, so it was, you know, granted the the, 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 speech was different, but it was, I was like, that's, that's fantastic. I was, but the whole thing with the, the, and, and Cyborg's Origin with the, I mean, you had, and I get, I, I absolutely get why Vince would say, yeah, I, I like this movie. You had Parademons, you had Doomsday, you had Mother Box. There's nothing in this movie that anything else happened. It wouldn't have mattered. You would not have disliked this movie just based no. on the things that you saw. Well like I, I get said, it.
3: Yeah, when I saw it, I thought Vince would like it just because, yeah, again, sure. it hits the notes. It's the fan I mean, service notes. Like, you know, Dom- the, the Deadpool movie, which ended up being really good, could have been horrible. But I probably would have liked it if they gave me a domino cameo, right. you know, sea T-ray a <laughs> t- fight. You know, like, I mean, there's certain things that get you to mark out, right? But it's it's, yeah. it's
0: why you... I have no doubt. I, I don't disagree. I have no argument against, you know, when, I, when someone yeah. says Star Trek into darkness is a flawed movie or Amazing Spider-Man 2 is not good or Iron Man 3 is not, I, I, yes, I agree, but I still enjoy those movies. So I, I get it. You know, everybody likes those bad movies.
2: I gotta say the design for the parademons could have been a little tighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're t- like, like the transformers, there, there's too much kibble. Way too much kibble. They could have been, the, the, the classic Kirby parademon design would have been perfect. It was
0: just so fucking long. It just, Can it we, does... uh, yeah, a, let's,
1: yeah, yeah, let's
2: go. Alright, um, tag team time.
0: Tag team time. Three
2: way. Yes, for a change. Jason steps up to the plate for once. Wow. It's a valiant book, yay. Um, I talked about this man, what, two weeks ago? I believe? Uh, yeah, in our
0: c 2 wrap-up.
2: Yes. Written by Rafer Roberts. Um, and now that I've read Plastic Farm, I see a lot of that in this. But anyway. Uh Penciled, oh, my God, by David LaFuente. Inked by Ryan Wynn, colored by Brian Reber. And, of course, it was lettered by David Lamphere. It is the first issue, yes, of A&A, uh, The Adventures of Archer and Armstrong. Yes. I want to start off with Jason.
3: Uh you mean the character or or you want me to talk No, to you. About
2: you, you. I want to I want I want to know what you thought about this book.
3: Well, as you know, I'm not uh anywhere near as current on the Valiant as y'all are. But the one book I was current on um prior to its and was the last reboot of Arthur Armstrong, which yes. was uh drawn so wonderfully by Mr. Clayton Henry. Um, so I made the point, uh, of excitedly pulling this issue out of the comp box because I knew y'all would be all up on it. Um, I, I will say it this way. I, I enjoyed it, uh, because I really do like the characters. They're easily my favorite characters from the Valiant universe. Um, but I didn't love it. I thought it was good, but not great. Um, Definitely good enough that I'm going to keep reading the series and I could see it like growing into something I like more. But, um, if I'm putting apples to apples up against the last Archer and Armstrong series, I think it falls short both in art and writing. (laughs) Oi.
2: I'll mirror that in inverse.
3: Yeah. I mean, that's fine.
2: uh, Yeah. I, I think Lafuente is a beast, a force to be reckoned with. The i the the illustration in this itch, issue is phenomenal.
0: This is the same Lafuente that drew the big eyed Ultimate Spider Man comic, right? Yes,
2: I believe so. Okay. I believe so. Yes, um, I love the cartooniness of it. I, I love the chaos. the 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 design is amazing. They get a little bit of Romita Junior on some of these characters. I think in, in terms of design, like the 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 lizard creatures that that come out of the the satchel. I see a lot of Ramita Junior in there. Not, you know, it's, it, it, it's not, uh, carbon copy, but stylistically the bumps and the, the hanging off things and the, just, just the, the musculature, it very j- junior to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the interiors, like when, when, uh, Obi's walking up the steps and the interiors of the
0: bag, the, dude, the architecture, it's, it's phenomenal. Yeah. There are a lot of panels on every page too. There is yeah. no, n- nobody phoned anything in for this book. Uh, the, the art, I, I enjoyed the art on the relaunched Archer and Armstrong. Uh, this is more cartoony than that, which is, which is fine. But I mean, considering, considering the subject matter and what they're pulling out of, um, of Armstrong's satchel and, and, and finding within the satchel, it, it works. It's fine. And I, I think, I think the art complements the story uh to that this is not it, it's still the same Valiant universe where we're getting Exo Manowar and and Bloodshot and and Ninjack but it is just a um it's through a different lens and i i have i yeah i i think i think i'm kind of in the middle where you guys are i i enjoyed it a lot um but i think i had higher hopes and and a little bit of it just kind of especially towards the end things were just maybe a little not rushed or or um slip shot it was just it i i really enjoyed the beginning and the middle and and i'm not saying it fell apart towards the end of the issue it just it, it didn't have the same consistency for me and and but not enough for me to go well all right i i i got a taste and i know where you're going with it and i'm done i'm going to read the second issue which came out today i believe but it it's it um you no, know, I,
3: well, no, I mean, David, I would say that we're right, we're in the exact same place then. Like, I, I cause I, again, I don't want to, I, like, I don't want to be clear. I, I don't, I didn't think the writing or the art were bad at any stretch. I just think that, um, I thought the, the last art and Armstrong comic was pretty much perfect, both visually and tone wise. That's and so for me, this didn't, I, I wasn't smiling page, like the last art Armstrong relaunch, I was smiling page after page after page and just, I knew every time I picked up an issue, I was just going to be, you know, have 15 to 20 minutes of pure, pure giddiness. And I I didn't have that feeling coming away, but again, I didn't come away being disappointed. I, I just thought, okay, you know, this is a decent comic. It's like middle of the pack in terms of art and story and I'll read it. And cause I like the characters and it's all good. And it's the first issue and it can, it could go, it can get higher up on my list or it could fall off depending on how the arc progresses. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right with you. I, I, I was, it was like a, a solid, like, you know, middle of the road B, B, like B for me. Like, hmm. like good, like not something I would tap to the moon. Um, we're telling them they have to read it, but if you're a fan of the characters, this is certainly is a, a fair continuation of the legacy of the two characters. I mean, yeah.
2: Cool. Well, you know me. Um, given the choice, I will always go with the um the loose and the stylized and the the um experimentation and just the cartooniness of Lafuente over Clayman's rock solid realism. You know, Clayton Henry? Or Clayton yeah, Clayton Henry's I mean it, his his line style it, he's a realist. It, there's there's really no variation in in he's he draws the way people should look. Right? Yeah. And, and that often leaves me cold mm-hmm. a little bit, but that's cool. Um, I think it's perfect that they're setting up Bacchus to be, um, the arch nemesis because who better to have a grudge against, um, a hard drinking, yeah. uh, party animal than the god of wine and revelry. If, if, if this is in fact he, it could just be, you know, who knows yet? But, no, I, I'm, I'm, th- I thought this issue was, was, uh, was pretty damn phenomenal. And David the mackerel is straight Rafer Roberts. There are so many things like that in Plastic Farm that, that, that was the one instance where you could tell that, you know, the, the, um, the trademark addition, I guess you could say from Mr. Roberts was that mackerel.
3: Oh okay,
2: yeah, it's cool. I, I I like a lot. Jason, did you happen to read the Bloodshot Annual? No, no,
3: no. One valley for weeks. about all I can do. It's
1: cold.
2: It's cold. <laughs> uh, David read it.
0: Yeah, I did. I did. I did. But
2: but J- Jason, there there may be um a fulcrum here to get you to read it. Okay. Guess who has the story in in this thing?
3: Uh, Jim Rook
2: You're very close. You're very, very close. You don't even know it. Um, written by, uh, Fife.
3: Oh, my man.
2: Yeah. But, but, illustrated. Benjamin Morrow.
0: Oh, I'm I'm all up in it then.
2: You want to, you want to die when you see this thing. It's so beautiful.
0: Yes. So there's that story, but there is also another story that would be right up your alley because it's an anthology issue uh yeah. and that is the secret convergence war of infinite squirts which is basically a crisis and secret wars mashup
2: yeah okay. see that's that's the one uh, like jason always says you get an anthology you, you takes what you get <laughs> yeah.
0: see is i that... love this because it's penciled by joe bennett and it looks no amazing. it's yeah it's beautiful but it doesn't no, fit with everything else going best. on this issue.
2: no there's a double page spread with the, the, the main villain is the anti-Beyonder. Yeah. Beyond, no, Beyondator. And, and the anti-Beyondator. And, and all of the valiant heroes are assaulting him en masse and he's Kirby out the wahoo. The, his hand is coming out straight at the reader. Um, the crackle,
0: you, you know. The text. Yeah. It, and
2: it looks, it, it looks great, but this is the one story that I'm just like, okay. Let's just pass that over. I mean, I, I I liked it, but not nearly as much as everything that that frames mm-hmm. it. Um, how about the main story, David? Ooh, the
0: main story was
2: main story is awesome.
0: I felt so I I I had to put the book down after I read the first story because I I just I wasn't I I was sad. I really was. Yeah. yeah no. No. Seriously. And, it's, and 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 you know, and that's that's like in jeff lemire's fault because he, he wrote the first story kano did the uh drew it and it's um it's called the silver lake slash yeah it's it's it's, <laughs> it's a, a a knockoff of friday the 13th and and basically the big bad in the story is a uh is a jason voorhees type character and bloodshot has been sent to silver lake to destroy the monster uh who has said to be chopping up kids. Yeah, he's, he's because yeah. it's, it's a camp. Silver Lake is a camp and, and kids are disappearing. So Bloodshot is sent in, uh, Bloodshot's nanites interact with the Silver Lake slasher, Jacob. And, uh, we get Jacob's origin and, yeah. uh, and, and Bloodshot is going to disobey a direct order and, uh, and and you just, you, it's, it's a god punch, man. I was not, and it's, and Kane Lazar I thought was pretty fitting for it. It's not like it wasn't, oh, yeah, it, no. it, it didn't detract from, from what was going on. It was, I, yeah, it, it was, it was a bit of a bummer. It was not it a. Looks,
2: it looks like Rivera a lot. There are some yeah, panels. There. there
0: absolutely are. Yeah. 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 Uh, but that was, and, and there's a little bit of a, uh, there's, there's a callback to it in the third story where we go back to Silver Lake and we and but this is pretty much just from Jacob's point of view and uh that's that's written and uh, illustrated by Ray Fox and it's it's another one where it's you know if you read the first story it it's it's a continuation of that and and again you still feel bad for this dude and uh yeah. i mean the whole idea of the of this annual is that these are now declassified missions that bloodshot was on so now they're finally Available for you to see, Uh, and past, present, and future. Yes, and that's why we wrap up with the uh, the the Fife Mara story, which is just bonkers. Yeah, it is. That's perfect. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah. That's Uh, i i i
2: will i will not describe it at all. None, because uh, no way. Because you need to read it's it's pure Benjamin Mara. It's crazy, and you got to give Fife the the tip of the hat too, because it's
0: just. Yeah, if you're familiar um, a, with either creator, this is, there's no, no mistaking who did this story.
3: And, and both right. are listeners to the show. So shout out to them both. Yes.
0: Yeah. Good job. But, uh, David, I have to say
2: the Fox story, uh, kinda, I got a David Mack, uh, meets. David Mack Sink- or, or, or? No, Dave, Dave- Mack meets Sinkevich kind of vibe. Oh, okay. No,
0: it. I definitely get the Sienkiewicz. I, um, I, I guess I could see the max. It, it's um, I, which is why I said Dave McKean because that, that, that's where I was thinking.
2: Yeah, <laughs> but I, I so, you know what, Dave McKean, I think more monochromatic.
0: Okay, yeah,
2: than anything.
0: Yeah, it, it it was very reminiscent of the Havoc and Wolverine meltdown type story. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's in that it's zone. That Cam yeah, Williams mute type thing, but it's it's very it's all colors there's no no inking that you're going to be able to with with heavy thick black panel borders but again it's it's a um it's yeah it, it's not as it's not as strong as the first story but without the first story yeah. you wouldn't have the impact that this story gives you. right
2: right right in 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 short though i thought it was a great issue
0: yeah, it really was. It really was. I, uh, I, I I opened up the box, saw the annual and I was like, all right. And then I, I, I looked at the creators after I started flipping through it because they're all listed on the cover. And, uh, it's, it was, um, yeah, I would definitely recommend if, if we weren't talking about it, it probably would have been my annual travels tonight.
3: So if I had to catch up on one valiant book, what would it be?
0: Bloodshot. I would either say Bloodshot start with the analog man, because that just started. It only two issues in, probably three now. Uh so they were in the last two boxes and or um I think Ninjak just had an arc start too.
2: I'm yeah, to the Operation start. Deadside is great.
0: But Ninjak yeah. or Bloodshot I think you'd be good with. I, I haven't I have not picked up on, uh, the Eternal Warrior series after, uh, the, the book of the, the book of death yet. I, I have them here. I just haven't started. And faith has only had three issues, boo. So. Yeah, there's. I don't there's see yeah. it. Yeah, I'm good with that. No, yeah, I
3: don't. Yeah. We,
2: yeah. We, I'm saying, we, we saying, we that saying. Trade.
0: Right. Um, Imperium. This could
2: be an album. You bad. Yeah. Um, Imperium is a tough nut to crack. The, that, that, book is pretty dense. Yeah. And EXO
0: um, is the longest. X, time.
2: Exo's ending, oh. so oh, I see. yeah, Fifty's the last. Mm-hmm. So it's I Unity would also Ryan. right. Oh god!
0: Yeah. Well, right now have that crossover starting up. That forty-one hundred or four thousand one AD. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So you could probably um, for that to start.
2: Um, being familiar with Jason's tastes, I I would I safely say that Bloodshot and or Ninjack is the way to go. Ah, cool. Yeah. Fair enough. Cool. Nice. So there, there's a valiant Orama for this, this. You know what I'm going to do? I have an idea. Once, one episode a month, I'm going to do, um, a Marvel magazine from back in the Dizay. Oh, nice. Cause I love those things and I don't talk about them enough on the show. Um, but those were the, the books that kept me going in that do I really want to read comics? Stage, you know, when you're when you notice that there are boobies in the world, and and your your, your attention starts to get distracted and and drawn in in uh, multitude of different ways. Um, the, the the Marvel magazines were the ones that kept they were they put the gas in my tank to keep me going through that that weird, uncertain period, and I want to talk about them because you know up until eighty. 81, whatever. They were great. Uh, towards the end, not so much. But, um, as with everything, right? Uh, in the, in their heyday, the Marvel magazines are, they're unbeatable. I think.
3: No argument there.
2: Yeah. Later on in this episode, I'm going to talk about one.
3: Really? Oh yeah. I presume you have time to do
0: that.
2: I presume a lot, don't you I? Do you
0: presume, you presume, motherfucker,
3: man.
2: I'm
0: very presumptuous. No doubt. Did, uh... Did anybody else watch the season premiere of Fear of the Walking Dead? No,
3: I watched the not... first 20 minutes and fell asleep.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's about accurate. That's um I don't like it. I, it's... <sighs>
2: it was, the, there the, the was a hard struggle for the first season, getting through it.
0: it. Oh, there absolutely was, and, and now I just, I don't know... They, Strand wants everybody to get more, for whatever, I don't know how the hell it happened, but after the end of, after last season where, uh, where, where Curtis had to put down his, his ex-wife, this episode kicks off. It's now night. There are fires all along the coast. They brought a bunch of crap down to the beach and Strong out, low ran Johnny Depp is taking everybody from the, yes. uh, from the shore to the boat to, uh, to Abigail. And I guess Reuben Blades and his daughter were already on there and now homie's going back for mom and stepdad. And that's when walkers start meandering down to the beach and, uh, it's, I don't know how the hell all the, I'm, I'm guessing, you know, it's just, it it was a few hours because we were at Strand's house during the day at the end of the season. Uh, and, and I don't know how late it is because it is, it's, it's very dark at night. So, um, they had a few hours to get a bunch of crap together, bring it down to the beach. And that's when all the zombies started showing up. But, uh, you know, Strand wants to get going because he realizes that, and I'm surprised that the boat was still there because he notices people off in distance, uh, kind of making their way in the water towards Abigail. So, uh, he realizes that he has a prize possession. He wants to get going. Um, no real indication where they're going, probably somewhere down south, maybe, um, just, Maybe Argentina. They don't know where they're going, but he just uh wants to stay away from everybody and uh doesn't want to draw any attention to himself. So I don't know how long they're going to be able to to me. I don't know how many episodes there are this season, but uh I'll I'll give it another couple episodes to see if it really keeps me. I, it'll probably be a show that I'll have on. But just in the background while I'm doing other things, I don't think it'll be a show where I'm going to sit down and and pay close attention to it like I do with The Walking Dead or pretty much The Flash or Supergirl or anything.
2: For me, it's a case of there there's no characters I like and there's no one I really despise. You know, they're they're all mediocre, middle of the road, with the exception of Mom. I, I like Mom, right? But I think this show was designed for you to like mom right a little bit because she's she's the 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 least annoying uh, most respectable character on there like i actually if she got bit i would i would actually be like oh no but the the like uh junior dep <laughs> that kid could get just oh yeah you know, just i'd be like yeah, whatever yeah. who cares um all of them um i don't like the sister i don't like uh uh what's his name the one that had to put down his wife I, I don't like him don't at like all.
0: Curtis,
2: okay. it, no, it's just it's it's like whatever. Uh, there, there's no there's no impending doom like the fear of that with any of these characters because I really don't care if they get bit or not. Right. And I, I don't like the storyline <laughs> that that, that bless off? you that that whole sequence in the airplane in in the interim was like yeah whatever. It, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the disconnect is specifically, but there's not nothing compelling me to watch *Fear the Walking Dead*. I just don't care. Hmm. whatever, right? That it just happens. It's it's not the same writers, is it?
0: Um, I don't. Um, I know. It, 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 yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's the same writers.
2: But I ain't digging it.
3: Well you know
2: it's just life it happens i I'll use the old the old standby it's not for me <laughs> <laughs> whatever that means Here you go. So this is not for me <laughs> I'm a hater yeah <laughs> that's me Boy, I, I can I can find joy in a movie that you just loathed uh whatever i mean there's it just doesn't push any buttons for me
0: mm-hmm.
3: that's
2: fine. right. So what do you want to talk about, Jason? I don't like it when you're when you're relatively quiet because then I get fearful.
0: Of what?
3: I don't know. The Walking Dead. I mean, that's that that's <laughs> the fear. There's
2: more fear in Jason not talking wow. than there is in in fear of the Walking Dead. <laughs>
3: uh, well, I uh, in continuing from last week, I I finished uh the I, I read 144 issues of Walking Dead in the last
0: three. Weeks. Oh my goodness! I yeah. just realized I was looking at my notes. Last week I had read up to issue forty four. Okay. As of right now, I am up to um, I just finished before we started tonight number eighty seven. I'm about to Attaboy, start. Oh boy, there you today.
3: go. See? Well, and it's interesting because, you know, David and I talked a little bit about this last week. For those of for those uh Listeners who weren't with us back in the day, uh, Vince and I read walking dead very religiously. Yeah. And then we both, um, stopped reading it roughly around the same time. And I had, re- I mean, I had continued to acquire the, why well, buy it and trade, but I continued to acquire the comics and just wasn't reading them. And it had, when I did the math, it had been over four years since I read the comic. um, and, you know, continue to watch the show, obviously, and I've, I've grown to, I, I've, I've liked the show progressively more as the seasons have gone on. Um, partly, I think, because it, I, I stopped judging it against the comic because it became something, it became its own thing, right? Different characters, different arcs, it's, just, it, it quickly diverged from the comic enough that it, it was just easier for me to judge it on its own merits, and I found it to be quite compelling, and I'm not alone, I guess it's the highest rated cable TV show. Um... But you know my son, my oldest re- uh, read all of the comics in the last few months, and I don't know I just had a hankering to uh to 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 catch up, but because it had been so long since I caught up and I had stopped right in the middle of the of the negan um stuff i I just thought well let's uh let's let's try and start from the beginning and and I did and um we won't get into any great detail about what's happened in the last year or two since uh Vince hasn't read it. David's catching up quickly, but has never read it. And, uh. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to No, gonna but read David's it. reading it currently. Saying, right. Yeah, okay. So. But I'm just um, saying don't, but, don't take but, me in the All I want to say is I, I have to say, I think taking some time away and coming back at it from a different angle, uh, I found objectively I, I, the things that drove me away from the comic and the things that held against it were not there this time in rereading. And I, I, I honestly believe that through the Whisperer's arc, which ends in 144, or I guess it's, you know, sort of the first part of the arc ends in 144. Um, it's the comics as good as it ever was. I just think the the emotional baggage and the, and the, and the rapidity of where we were left uh, for a while, just kind of got a little too much, but getting away from it all and then sort of reading it in one fell swoop again, where I didn't have any, um, any misconceptions about the, uh, staying power of any given character, I, I ended up really enjoying the comic again so much that I, I can't wait for the next trade to come out, which I think is going to be in my, my, my shipment this, this week. Um, uh, so yeah, it's reignited my, my love for the comic. So I, I may have been doing Kirkman a disservice in the last year or two by implying that the comic jumped the shark. I just think maybe. Um, it had gotten a little too familiar for me, but having gotten away from it and come, come back, it's, it's, it's back to, to pleasing me, to entertaining me. So, so, uh, hats off to him. Not that he needs my dollars, but, <laughs> but, but, I uh, no, I really genuinely enjoyed it. I, 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 thought, I thought it was great. I thought it was as good as it's ever been. And Adlard continues to look great. And they're, uh, just when I thought they weren't going to find a way to create a new unique threat, they did. And, uh, yeah. And, and what's cool about it is having reread a hundred plus issues and then newly experiencing about 40, it's cool at the same time that, that David is reading the whole thing and I'm guessing enjoying it since he's gotten through 80 issues in two weeks. Because, you know, for the, the good many years of, of the time when Vince, you and I were recapping each trade as it came out, David was pretty anti the, the book because he wasn't really a Kirkman fan. So it's interesting that kind of in our own way, we both revisited the work and found more joy out of it in our own ways, um, years later. So that's kind of neat.
0: I, um, I actually, it was over the course of the past couple issues that I've been reading, I pretty much came to the realization that Something I never thought I would say. I could see myself looking for Adlard original art from the series. Nice. Um, and Probably no idea. A, a, where. A
3: tougher uh, a, a tougher decision to come to in 2016 than it was in.
0: Oh no doubt, no doubt. I, but, I, I, yeah. don't, I I don't. I mean, I don't think it'll ever happen. But it's not like you know, if if you were ever asked me to. Well, whose art would you have on your wall? Adlard, because of The Walking Dead, would never have been something I'd consider. But now, I mean, there are some pages here that I'm like, I really, really like the way that looks. Um, I I don't know how I would feel having to wait every month, or how six weeks, however often. It, it, I, I don't know what the schedule's like, but I don't know how I'd be able... I don't know how I'd feel if I had to wait for each issue as opposed to just shotgunning tests right. that I have been uh I'll find out probably soon enough but right now I'm I'm not and that's the other thing is that, that now will I um based on how some things are playing out on the show if that ever happens in the comic Uh, because where I am right now, they're, they're in Alexandria, well what's, it's called the community in the comic, but they're in Alexandria and, uh, there's some, there was some gender swapping that I noticed. There was no Terminus in the comic, but we did have the cannibals from Terminus and, and there were, uh, you know, I was a little surprised to find out that Morgan was in the book for as long as he was. Whereas on the show, he's a character that Vince can do without. Whereas I thought he was kind of created or, or they brought him back for the show. I didn't know he was, um, so well. To, 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 he was a member of the group for so long in the, uh, in the yeah, comic. Yeah, I mean, mu-
3: much, much different, obviously, in the comic, right? I mean, yeah. Uh,
0: especially... Unstable
3: and, and-
0: oh, yeah. Uh, the, um, Michonne is, is quite different in the, uh... In the comic, than she is on the show. Her attitude towards uh, towards the people in in the comic book, and well, yeah, uh, she's a
3: racist in the comic,
0: a little bit, right? She uh, always trying to hook up with the with the brother.
3: Always trying to hook up with the brother. Not, brother, never, not, yeah. your brother comes along, she's all about about it. All about it. Um, the, the
0: things happen kind of quickly with the with, with within the the community as far as uh, people who were. Uh, who didn't stick around for long, uh, but I thought, I'm, I definitely understand what you guys are saying, how at first, you know, the, the, the first year or so, Kirkman is running through everything hot and heavy, and then as this series keeps going on, he, he slows it down a bit, he, he paces himself a little better so that, you know, I mean, you are obviously We're we're well we're we're past issue 150 in in the uh, in the I mean it's it's been going I don't know who by the time I get to those issues I don't know from the original group who's still going to be around I mean Andrea is still in the comic where I'm reading it and and I mean she was. Gone a while ago on on the series and she uh well, if this was the character in the in the show, I would not have been so pissed off about well,
3: it. Well that's what I was gonna say I, I mean, you're only halfway through, so uh I won't spoil anything beyond that, but but of of the characters you've been exposed to, who in the comic would you say is the most different from the T V show? Because I would I would say without hesitation to Andrea, but but I don't know if you feel the same.
0: I I do. I do. I mean, at his core, Rick is pretty much the same dude. Uh, Abraham is pretty much the same dude. The way things played out with, I mean, I think of,
3: Abraham is like. I, de- I think he's the most analogous. He and Glenn are, I think, are basically the same characters in the in, in the in the comic. In
0: the yeah, but I, I the I like Glenn in the comic, but he is not as fleshed out to me in the comic as he's I mean yeah he's with Maggie they're raising Sophia who's still around whereas Carol completely I was she not did. expecting Nat and, and how she did. it's just I mean yeah. I I didn't it was She a, was a oh, fucking loony bird. She in the, was, in dude. The comic, yeah. Oh, let's well his, Rick and Mary is both but I was just dude, I was just I right, whatever. Um you know I, I Dale was based Dale became Bob because with the whole cannibal thing and, and, and he lasted as long as he did on, in the comic. But Abraham is, is, yeah, is probably the closest on TV that he is to the character in the comic. And the way that played out when Eugene, uh, ba- finally told the truth and, uh. Yeah,
3: Eugene and Rosie. I mean, th- th- those three, that trio seem to be very analogous to the TV show.
0: And it, there's no Sasha in the comic. There's Holly, uh, but it's, I, I'm a little bit more sympathetic, I think, to the Abraham in the comic because he is. We're getting more more screen time, more page time with this Abraham. He's actually he's not afraid as long as it's one on one to actually open up and and express himself and 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 explain his feelings. Whereas you kind of get that when he's talking to Sasha on a TV show, but he still has his guard up. You have to read a lot into his face if if you really want to get to what he's trying to put out there. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I think uh, Andrea is basically the one that, that completely uh, I'm super impressed with her in the comic, whereas yeah. it was almost the opposite on the TV show.
3: And and I, uh, just following up on that comment that, uh, that I did make last week about how rushed I felt the uh, early issues were. Someone pointed out uh, this week after listening to our episode, a very valid counterpoint which is that we have to remember that um for for the unbelievable mega success that The Walking Dead is today when Kirkman and Tony were starting the book they I'm sure thought like everybody thinks especially before Image's rebirth uh that you know you're doing an independent comic particularly one about zombies in black and white it's you may not have very long to do it. So, you know, in the early issues, you're trying to cram in as an independent creator, everything you can to get your story out there. Um And then, you know, once you once, once he started seeing that he had something, it it gave him the, the, the comfort and the financial security to, to take it a little slower and be able to tell the stories. Right. So totally valid, valid point as to why yeah, the first yeah. the early issues seem very rushed.
0: I'd agree with that.
3: Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I look forward to you catching up. And like I said, I mean, we're, uh the collection's that that we had went through issue 144 issue 155 just came out so it's still about another years worth of of reading to catch up although I'll do that in short order when the trade comes and stuff so uh yeah uh can't
0: uh I can't There was uh, can't the um things wrapped up with the governor a little quicker than I expected them to oh uh-huh. um and the same thing with Judith I I wasn't expecting that I keep I as a few issues after uh the governor and his people try to take over the prison, I, I I'm expecting, you know, I thought maybe Michonne was going to find the baby. I was expecting somebody to show up. Oh, by the way, here's Judith. So, I mean, that's not even an issue at this point. Uh The um there was, because of the bundle, I guess, I don't know how it worked out, but a lot of the issues were from, uh, when image reprinted them as the walking dead weekly, cause I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the credits and some of the issues, the editor was, uh, Cena Grace and then some of the others were, um, oh, Aubrey Citizen and they, the only reason it kind of jumped out at me is because when they were, when they were captured or, or, or were held prisoner at Woodbury and Martinez was getting them out, there were a couple of pages where he he wasn't Martinez. He he referred to himself, and they called him Rodriguez. And I'm like, I didn't know there was a little bit. I know it was the same dude, but I'm like, well, is what's his first name? What's his last name? But it was it, Rodriguez was completely not it at all. It was his last name was Martinez, but I was just like, that's 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 kind of sloppy. And and it was just it was one of those things where otherwise, as I'm enjoying the hell out of this series. That's where I'm like, I, I'm I'm trying to avoid getting caught up on on that little bit of nonsense because it has absolutely nothing to do with what I'm trying to enjoy. But I was like, that's that's a little bit of a mar. I'm like, I, I, everything was going so well, and now I just I, I see this big sore thumb of a of a typo. But I mean, it's no, I I can't. If if you had said when the show started, or even a couple of years ago, that I would be barreling through. A bunch of issues of The Walking Dead. I'd i have said you were crazy. Yeah, it makes me giddy.
3: I'm giddy. And we lost Vince? I'm still here. Who would have thought you talk about zombies and Vince goes to radio Sound? Yeah.
2: Again. I I love it when my friends are reading stuff that they <laughs> really really enjoy. Yee. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, what else do we have to talk about this week
3: so very much
2: there is um david yes uh out of all of the uh, the forthcoming d c books I don't know if we talked about this i think I think we went down the list and and we did we did our oohs and or oz but but based on what you saw in the in that previews. DC previews. What is the one that
0: that you're really really excited about? No, that's about. the thing. I haven't looked at the. I haven't oh, gone you, through all. I haven't gone through the. PDF oh, you yet. didn't. You, I downloaded the PDF because it's on the DCBS homepage. Um, because the previews came out today, so earlier this afternoon I downloaded the PDF. I did not get a chance to um to flip through.
2: Oh, okay. Well, then the you. Yes, I'm to talk about. Marvel magazine. Is that that okay? Is that good? Ask permission. Uh, I I bought this today, but it it's a replacement copy because my original is in very very poor shape. Bad bad shape because I've read this thing so many times. Right. I I, I've paced through it, and it's when you hear the list of creators that appear within the pages of this thing, you're gonna be like, what? This is. For, for Bronze Age Marvel, this is almost a, uh, best of the best. Nice. Almost. Uh, artists this issue. The first one's gonna tip off what, what this book actually is. Uh, Barry Windsor Smith, who is credited as just Barry Smith here. Craig. Frank, Frank Bruner. Esteban Maroto. John Romita. Jim Staranko. And Al Williamson. It's a decent
3: group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not they bad.
2: I, some of them have futures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the cover is, is among, um, one of my all time favorite images. And, uh, I can remember the great, uh, Marvel magazine ads that they used to run in, in both the comics and the magazines. They did a little bit of a DC thing where they would take, um, the bottom half of the page. And, and do, uh, a spread on, you know, vampire tales featuring, you know, um, Morbius and, and they would do, uh, three quarter, uh, vertical ads for like say Monsters Unleashed and the great lettering by, um, I believe it was Gaspar Saladino who did the lettering for them. The, just the, the, uh, the blurbs were, were astounding, but this cover was featured in, in what I felt to be like a very long time, like months and months and months. And I would see it all the time because that was the, the, the period where some catching up was necessary. So I had to go back and, and, ooh, I dropped a beer bottle and, and read stuff that I, I didn't get around to or didn't have access to. What with me not, you know, having that very crucial thing called money. Um, it, the cover is, is, Amazing. It's, it's Pablo Marcos and John Romita. Now I'm thinking that the, they don't specifically say who did what, but based on the composition and the face of the, the slave girl clutching, uh, Conan's leg, I would say that Romita penciled it and, uh, Marcos painted it. I'm just guessing because it's very, very Romita. The magazine, of course, is Savage Tales. Uh, number three, featuring that Conan guy that we all love so much. But the, the, the cover, you have this stone, uh, it's a, it's a stone step outcropping and there's fire all around it. Conan is bloodied and he's got that big ass axe in one hand and the knife in the other. And there's a, a beautiful Romita slave girl. Clutching at his, his boot. Um, but there's this demon and it's the demon from the dark, right? There's this demon coming up from the flames. And I'll tell you, th- there's certain things that just like sear themselves into your brain, especially when you're young, right? These, these things imprint us that demon on the cover of this magazine. Stylistically, I, I, I notice now that I'm 50 and I look back. I have drawn many, 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 many demons that resemble that thing. Why? Because this thing just, it, it just wormed its way into my, my, uh, preteen consciousness, right? And it never left. That's, that is really, really powerful stuff that a, a couple of guys with nothing more than pencils and paper and, and paint made an image that has stayed with me for 40 years.
3: You have art, my man
2: that's nuts it's insane to think that the that that's more powerful than anything i don't remember political speeches i don't remember like you know personal things with my kids and my family and stuff yeah i remember those things forever but you know the outside world not a lot of stuff i don't know if you've noticed this or not not a lot of stuff sticks with me (laughs) like yeah you know in in the moment that's cool but but no, nothing really resonates in the real world. But if you put it on paper and you do it in a, in a way like Ramita and, and and Marcos did, that flips my trigger. It's very strange. I've never been able to figure it out that I'm more in tune with a flat surface than I am with the stuff that my eye sees every day.
0: I have a um, – you know what? You just gave me an idea for, for something we can talk about when, when you're done. What that – Alright, we'll, yes. we'll get to it, we'll get to But,
2: but the demon is, uh, is rimlet. Like, his arm is, is coming, he, his arm is arcing in towards Conan, and there's a rim lighting on the underside of it. It's, it's beautiful, and it's so simple, it's just a brush stroke. It's like, damn. And that's, this image is, I think, I can guess, that this image is where I first kinda took notice of, of rim lighting. I didn't know what to call it. That's what it is. And and it's on his fingers, on the underside of his arm, his biceps, it's on his back. It's just amazing, amazing image. But I'm going too far deep into the cover. So uh I'll I'll I will proceed a little bit. Um the main story, and it's a long one, and I think I would call it, mm, it It's not Barry Windsor Smith's crowning Conan achievement, but it's pretty pretty high up there it's it's the the lurker from the catacombs but it's it's adapted from red nails right and it is barry windsor smith when he decided yeah aping that kirby guy got me some work but i think i'm going to take it in my own direction and wow you know me i don't like detail just for the sake of detail uh, but there's a character in here called Prince Olmec, and he's got a big-ass bushy beard. Huge beard, like ZZ Top beard. It's gigantic. And Barry Windsor Smith draws every damn hair of that beard. Every single hair. It's crazy. Uh, a single panel of this, whenever this uh, character was featured on a panel, it, it, I, I can only guess how long it took Barry to draw this thing. There's every, every undulating hair on his mustache, his beard. The guy's got curly hair to begin with. It's nuts. And, and th- th- that's just like, stylistically, it's, it's, it's not even close to the amount of detail in the whole strip. And it's, it's a long, long story. It's continued in the front and the back of the book too. But, I mean, again, what, what conjures images of great Conan stories? Uh, better than just saying Barry Windsor Smith. Am I right? Right. It's, it's true. I mean, y- there, there's a couple names that, that are immediately identified with Conan. Barry Windsor Smith. John Bashima. John Bashima. Right. Um, and, and you just have to say the, the name and automatically boom, those images pop into your head. Right. That's, that's strength strength that strength. Jason would say. Strength. But that's not even the best thing in this magazine. I, I don't know if this story has ever been reprinted. I'm sure it has, but um, I can't specifically cite when and where. It, it's it's a short little thing. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's only ten pages, but it's it's written by Stan. Okay, but it's drawn by John Romita, and it's a sword and sorcery tale, but. Um, it's not standard Romita. It's it's um, wash, ink wash. It's 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 one of the most beautiful stories from John Ramida I've ever seen. Uh it's called The Fury of the Femizons. So you get half naked, sword bearing women and have Romita design their clothing and and not only that, but their bodies and their faces. And th- I think that's a recipe for success by any measure, right? Uh, and I gotta say, it looks to me like Mr. Uh, Ramita was paying attention to that Wally Wood guy. Because there's a lot of armor and stuff in here that appear to, uh, that are very much in line with what Wally Wood, uh, would design. It's a great story. It's amazing. Um Jim Staranko's in here too. There's a text piece called The Once and Future Talon, where it's basically Mr. Modest, Jim Steranko, that's a joke, <laughs>
1: um,
2: talking about Supergraphics and how he created this Talon character. And, oh, by the way, you can order the Talon portfolio from Supergraphics, uh, which was in Why I'm Missing PA, by the way, <laughs> my neck of the woods. Yeah. Um, you can order this portfolio for just a dollar and a quarter, but the, the, the text piece is accompanied by two, uh, Steranko illustrations, one of which being the Talon poster. Have you ever seen this thing? I don't his, think so. His, his Talon character? Ugh. It, 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 it's an amazing image. It's, it's just, you know, it, by any other hands, it would be, you know, okay, standard barbarian, but, um, in Steranko's hands, it's, it's insane. He, he, Uh, this guy has black hair, but he's got a shock of white like a skunk. Mm -hmm. And his shield is peppered with arrows and he's coming right at the viewer and Stranco's not content enough just to draw the image. He has to go for war and do this graphic treatment with a sword, with a, a shield bearing the guy's name like in the lower right. So he's designing the entire page like he's not just and that's that's i shouldn't say that because when you compose you're designing the entire page but he goes the extra distance and he he does this graphic treatment in the lower right that makes it something more than just a you know a, a standard um illustration it, it's more it it could double as like well, well that's what it did it, it's a poster and it's got a, um, a a hori- long horizontal sword going on the, across the bottom. And the character's like stepping across the sword. So he's, he's, he knows his design rules. He's breaking it. It's a, and the rendering is, whoo. I, I get like all babble, um, you know, running at the mouth when I talk about these magazines because every single page is something at which to marvel. Every page. And, and that marvel was pun intended, right? <laughs> um, there's a weird tales uh article on the seminal um creepy horror magazine and just just the ads. David, did you read Crazy back in the oh, day? Oh yeah. Yeah, me too. Um C- Crazy's another one of those magazines that
0: just uh the last issue is stuck with me. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. It was, it was just, cause it was, everything was ending. I mean, it was just, it was, it was a bit of a bummer, but yeah, that was, that, that, that's one issue that, that, uh, I remember for a long time after I read it.
2: See, I must have bowed out earlier than you because I don't remember the last issue. Really? Did that come out like 83? Later maybe. 86? Was it that late? I think so. Yeah, because crazy was, was, um, I may be, uh, mis, uh, remembering. I may be thinking of cracked. Cracked lasted longer. Yeah, cracked. Cracked went definitely into at least 88, 90 maybe.
0: Oh yeah, well into the 90s. Yeah.
2: But no, crazy in the early, d- I didn't understand a lot of crazy. In, in the like the first
0: 3 was the cover date on the last issue. Oh.
2: like um they, they the early crazies were very political as was everything right on that time. And as, I didn't get a lot of the humor. Like that Myron Moose thing it just went over my head, but I I, I love the art and and I read it because of of a lot of the artists involved. And Marie Severin had a big um, to do with with crazies, that was good enough for yeah. me. Yeah, Severin. So, but no, it just just these things are they never leave you. I think the first with 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 um, the dynamite on the first uh issue cover, and he's blowing up Lampoon and Mad and everything. That's a great cover. Kelly Freeze I believe, did that cover. I bet you're right. Yeah, I think we lost Jason.
3: glad <laughs> nah, dude, I'm listening. I'm getting my history lesson for the day. Oh yeah, not
2: much history. Just just love. I, I there's really no uh, no data there other than the fact that I love these frickin' magazines. And seventy five cents. know. And it was hard. Seventy five cents. When when the comics were twenty-five, I believe twenty-five at this time. They weren't thirty yet. Do you buy three single issues or do you go for one of the magazines? It's like mm, I don't know. And I would always go for the magazines over the single issues. Every single time.
3: All about that publication life.
2: Yeah. No color. They didn't need color in these books. The line work was powerful so enough for that. It. So there you go. Yeah, if you can Google um uh, Ramita and uh, let me get the the, the exact. Um, title of this story because you really need to see this art it's freaking you know Ramita Senior amazing at any stretch but this this is uh, this is just a cut above the stuff we regularly saw from him the Fury of the Femizons you can just when you get time just google it and see if any images come up yes sir that's what I got for that
0: alrighty then
3: I got a little marble something oh what do you got I read the first six issues of the all new, all different, uncanny X-Men.
0: Hmm. Now wait, is that, there's all new X-Men, and then there's
3: uncanny X-Men. Okay, so this is the Greg Landron book. Well, the first arc is, and then issue six is Kent Lashley. Uh, yeah, so written by Cullen Bunn, far more importantly.
0: Yes. Yes, yes, yes.
3: Uh, so yes, drawn by Greg Land, which again, you know, probably not the ideal situation, but, but, uh, but that, that's, that said, I do love the, myself some X-Men and I do love myself some Colin Bunn. So I, uh, I had let these stack up, but, uh, but dove in. And I have to say, um, in spite of, of that Land isn't my preferred artist, I really enjoyed what Bun is putting down. Um, it's, it's The new status quo is: this is we're past the point where the Inhumans have set off the Terrigen Mist throughout the world, which is for those that aren't current on Marvel, that's part of the new Marvel status quo. And the Terrigen Mists are unlocking lots of latent Inhumans all around the world, which are basically Marvel's replacement for mutants. Uh, and very, very conveniently, Terrigen Mists are also killing many mutants if they're exposed to them. So, in this, we are introduced to the team of uh, Magneto, uh, Monet, who I've always enjoyed. Wow. Sabertooth, and again, this is post-access Sabretooth, so he's a good guy. Uh, Psylocke, and the... Uh, it's Archangel, but he's essentially... It's pretty cool. He's essentially a mindless drone. There's no... He's, he's just a vessel, and, and Psylocke, because of her relationship with with Warren can control him almost like a, like a heat seeking missile. Um, but he has no, despite her continued attempts to unlock Warren's per persona, uh, from the body, she can't, but she can control him and have him do things. So he's like this sort of badass enforcer for them at the start of the, of the book. Uh, and this team is essentially tasked with trying to protect mutants, uh, from, what's going on but something is causing uh someone or something is going around killing all of the healers among the mutant community and so this group of mutants is trying this group of x-men is trying to figure out who's doing it and then head them off the pass and uh the 90s kid in me was giddy to see that the uh, the villains that are uh, killing the healers are none other than the Dark Riders. Huh. Nothing. Nothing. Dark Riders tell me anything to you guys, Vince?
2: Who that? Who that?
3: You don't remember the Dark Riders at all?
2: I uh, vaguely.
3: All right. Well, the Dark Riders have been in lots and lots of comics, but they they originally were introduced in X Factor in the early issues of X Factor, the first the first version of X Factor. They were um Apocalypse's uh minions, essentially. They were hmm. um they were a group of inhumans and mutants who were dedicated to Apocalypse and mainly dedicated to the idea of survival of the fittest.
2: Okay. All right.
3: And gotcha. uh they they've had many incarnations since then. For a while they were working for Sinister, for a while they were working for Strife, then they were working for themselves. Um Frankly they were mostly killed off at some point, but I guess under the quasi-reboot of All To All Different, they're they're back. Um but yeah, so but but the whole conceit for them is that they are all about survival of the fittest, and as a result, they often challenge mutants, uh, or even themselves, frankly, to survive um, and battle because they believe that only the strong should survive. Very Darwinian, and they they view what's happening with the Terrigen and myths as the natural order of things, and think that the healers are an abomination that is that could stymie the natural evolution of things in the natural order. So they're going around trying to kill all the, all the healers. They, they kill a number of healers, including uh, Elixir for some of you uh longtime X-Men fans will remember. Um, they try and kill Zorn, but Zorn is a badass and stems their attack. Uh They try and kill triage, but, uh but, but Magneto and, and his group of X-Men get there in time and, 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 and grab triage and he, I, he essentially becomes a member of the team, um, uh, but uh, I'm, I've always been a big fan of the Dark Riders. It's cool to see, and you know, anytime you see the Dark Riders, you have to start thinking about apocalypse. And uh, sure enough, in the Dark Riders issues are the first five, first arc, and then issue six is the start of the apocalypse wars, which is a, a crossover through all the X books. And the cover—it's pretty cool—the the, the cover of Uncanny X Men number six is a homage to the cover of X-Factor number six from back in the day,
1: oh, which by Ron was Friends. the
3: first appearance of Apocalypse. Yes. And in this, it's the same cover, essentially, only with, instead of Apocalypse, in the center. Uh, for those that don't know, the cover of X-Factor number six was this giant screaming head of Apocalypse uh, in the center of the page, and then all of the X-Factor members being kind of blown away by the kinetic energy of his scream, uh, around it, and this, this comic is, is, is the same, only instead of Apocalypse's head, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's Archangel's head. Um, concurrent with all this stuff, there are, uh, we're, we're introduced to the fact that Mystique and Phantom X, who's my boy, uh, are working for the Hellfire Club, and they are working, uh, to uncover, um, the roots of a company that it's called the someday corporation. And essentially the someday corporation is, um, as cryogenics is a scam for real life human beings. <laughs> the someday corporation is a scam for mutants in the Marvel universe. Essentially mutants are agreeing to be put into stasis with the idea that sometime in the future, when the Terrigen mists are gone or they've created a cure, they can be un, un- unlocked from stasis and can live a normal life. um, but of course, because it's a Marvel comic, as you might expect, the Someday Corporation has more nefarious things at hand and they're not exactly treating the mutants that they have in stasis, uh, uh, the way that they should be, let's say. So, uh, love the, love the cast of the, of, of, of this book. Bunn has got a pitch perfect, uh, uh, characterization of these people. They've got great chemistry. I mean, Monet, is always been a wise ass and she's a great foil against Sabretooth. They have this sort of love-hate thing. I think, I suspect they're going to start hitting it, although that hasn't happened yet. Um, Psylocke and Magneto have this great chemistry, uh, back and forth. You've got this, uh, this, this conundrum of Archangel and the fact that, re- you guys remember because you read the, the Remender, um, uh, X-Force stuff. So after the, the Apocalypse, uh, Twins arc, Um, Archangel was revert was killed essentially, and then reborn as as Warren, right? As the normal angel, right? And then this is in this new status quo. He reverted back to Archangel, but again doesn't have his personality anymore. So in the start of the Apocalypse Wars arc, the second arc, issue six, it appears somehow much like when we used to have the Hulk and Bruce Banner separated. There's now a Warren, who is a Jesus-like uh, evangelical figure that people are rallying behind in a town somewhere. And there's the archangel vessel. So, you know, apocalypse is involved here somehow because it's the start of the apocalypse wars. Don't know how yet. Um, but it's, it's good, man. I'll tell you, I mean, in terms of wishing, if, if this could be, if we could have taken these six issues and had them drawn by like Dodson or, you know, (laughs) Paquette or somebody like that, man, wow, it would be an absolute grand slam. But in the meantime, you know, look, I'm I'm not a huge land fan, but but uh but it definitely was not his art was not enough to deter me from the sheer enjoyment I got out of Bun's storytelling and characterization. So two big thumbs up for Uncanny X Men and the only thing I'll say that bugged me a little bit and I don't know what the hell is going on, but the fucking Deadpool, Rogue, fucking Quicksilver, Avengers oh, team Avengers. is introduced at the end of the sixth issue, as though they're going to be interacting with these guys. And I just, I don't understand why every Marvel comic I read has to have this team in it. Yeah,
1: cramming it down
3: the throat. They're cramming it down our throats. But uh but yeah, man, I um, I know we've said this a million times, and he's agreed. We have to have Bun on the show. The dude's written a shit ton of good comics, like yes. all across the spectrum. His own stuff. DC stuff, Marvel stuff. It's just, uh, every time I read one of his books, I'm reminded that he's a guy that is so much better than I think his reputation. Like I, I I feel like he doesn't, he's not, he's not often cited as one of the better writers in comics. And yet I think the overall, the high levels of productivity, he's very prolific and the quality of that work. And he does that. He should have a better, you know, he should have a higher reputation among
0: his peers. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with yeah. that. He should, yeah. he should be mentioned as often as you mention Hickman and Kirkman and, and Remender and just basically, I mean, he's, we, we've raved about Harrow County. We, I enjoyed his Moon Knight stuff. We, um, Six Gun, Vin, the, Six Gun, the damned Vince and I enjoyed Deadpool Secret, Secret Wars. Uh, there's, you know, he, he's, he, he doesn't, just oh okay i'm going to write this character i have an idea for this character. he knows about the dude brought back the dark riders I, you know it's not like <laughs> it's it's just
3: no doubt dark riders the man up.
0: the man just he's not <laughs> he, he's not phone it i mean and and um oh, hopefully you know the what so come back in this
3: sorry not the character. uh i cover
0: oh, no, shit i was going to ask about it. yeah um you know Ho- when
3: was the last time we saw Calista? i can't remember but uh it's actually cool they they as part of this whole trying to find what's going on, um, Sabretooth and I believe Salak, maybe Monet, I can't remember which it was, but they actually go to the fucking Morlock tunnels. And the Sabretooth is like, this is a bad place for me. And she's like, why? Well, it must have been Monet because Salak would have already known this. But And he's like, yeah, he's like, I, I did bad things here, you know? And I'm like, oh, shit. And then Callisto pops up and it's like, you know, she Callisto seeing Sabretooth in the tunnels? I mean, you know, she's not exactly in a... Welcome him with open arms. So yeah, it was pretty cool. I like the homage to uh the Meat Massacre. That is cool. Yep. I mean, one of the cool things about if you're old like we are, is that so many of the creators now are fans like there are there are generations, so they're fans of the same things that we were fans of back in the day. So they're sure. drawing their influence from the same things that we loved yep. when we were first reading, you know? You' right.
0: So, cyclical. Yes, sir. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so it 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 came to me when Vince was talking about the cover, and again when Jason mentioned the homage to uh, X Factor number six. Are there? If I throw out a title, is mm-hmm. there one cover from that run? That you immediately think of. Not that it doesn't have to Stay sum from, up. From which one? From it doesn't matter. So if I say the Avengers, what cover just immediately comes to your mind that is the first thing you think of when you think of the Avengers? What's your favorite cover? What sums up the team? What just what cover do you that's,
3: absolutely? That's it. I, for, I mean. I guess different different answers uh, to your question. I, the f- cover that immediately comes to mind is, is Avengers number four. Cool. Okay. Be- just because that's like the seminal book, uh, you know, which introduces Cap and kind of cements the team. It's the most valuable issue too. For- of course. Well, there you go. That's that's what you're um, thinking. I get that. Avengers sixteen for me because that's the first. Uh, for a long time, that was the oldest issue of the Avengers I owned. Okay. And it's a roll call and y'all know how I love myself some roll call. That's true. Um there's the um there's the it's 2028 20, where the giant man cover. Just loved that first giant man costume. Uh he was you know Goliath I guess back then they called him. But but uh but loved that. Um, definitely uh obviously my man Taskmaster, his first appearance. Uh one ninety seven. Fifty seven, which is like a super hard cover to find in great condition because it's that all red vision first issue. But it's an all red cover, and you know, that's just that doesn't age well. So finding a great copy of that is very, very hard, which is why it's one of the very, very expensive comic. Uh but yeah, those come to mind for Avengers. What about you, Vince?
2: Avengers? Wow. Wow. Um, probably ninety-two. I love that cover. It's a Neil Adams cover. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, it's going into the Crease Scroll War. Okay. Um, and, you know, it's it's Cap and he's he's has his hand on his his fist on his waist. And he's got the shield and it's Iron Man and Thor and Thor's pointing. Right. And he's like and he's telling you know Quicksilver and 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 Giant Man, you know, get the hell out of here sure uh it's just a great cover i mean avengers was never really my go-to no book. I, know, I know
3: yeah it,
2: i yeah, bought it, it just because yeah like if if david said amazing
0: you know then i'd have well, definitive, i just might definitive He's answers i've done with the question. you right i know i know uh you're my my, sure. Aven- uh, my avengers is 195 with the the wasp on the table and yellow jacket so the one
3: before taskmaster taskmaster is 196 did i say 197 196 is his first yeah so
0: that
2: taskmaster cover that's an amazing amazing cover and and to to pop up so late in the game like you would think that all the really classic covers would be from the you know maybe first four years five years but that there's something about that taskmaster cover that's just like
0: holy crap
3: yeah yeah for sure
0: it's and it's yeah. It's simple in its execution i mean it 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 it's a green cover and he's just ready to attack and it's like you know here's the taskmaster it is it's not like he's fighting everybody off on the cover it's just bam which is is fine it 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 just that was yeah that was i remember reading that i i read it late I didn't read it when it came mm-hmm. out but it's uh no it's and and i i enjoyed that that era because you had um you had Perez either on the covers or in the, in the interiors. Um, but I, I, the Avengers had a few runs. There was that, there was the the Stern, Mushima Palmer era. There, there, there were a few Avengers runs that, uh, it wasn't a book that I had to read all the time, but it, it, there were some that I, when I latched onto, I was on it for a while until, uh, for whatever, like I, I didn't read, I don't think I read any of the Leather Jacket run.
3: So what, uh, what would be your, I mean, amazing, go ahead, what are your guys? Go ahead,
0: Vince. Ooh. 135.
2: 135 is my all-time favorite Amazing Spider-Man cover. There's not a cover that even comes close to that one. Well, I just, I that,
3: Why don't you explain what it is? It's,
2: ones. it's a, a, a segmented cover. There's uh um, you know, Spider-Man's in the middle, uh, roughly, up, upper middle, and he's swinging in, and there's a, a black, solid black spider behind him. And in within the negative space between mm-hmm. the legs of the spider, you have the Punisher, the Tarantula, uh J. Jonah. Jonah Anderson. Jonah and, and Robbie. You have um MJ. Uh, yeah, MJ and Flash and Liz, but you have um Harry with the Spider Man mask in his hand, and Harry's all crazy. <laughs> you know, like the the, the the drugs. He's got the drugs. But it just just design wise the impact of that cover the biggest area of of the negative space is the Punisher, and he 's got this ramita gun you know and he's a gun that that obviously has a super high caliber high caliber bullet yet he 's using the scope
1: to yeah. fire
2: <laughs> you know you don 't need the scope with that thing, but anyway it's just and the the pose on on spider man is classic
3: right
2: it's just super classic. I would go as far as to say 129, all through the 130s. That, that's my favorite run of covers. Of well, 129
3: covers from, for me. Um, yeah, it, yeah. And again, that's more because uh, of the Punisher's first appearance, and I, I have you know, just.
2: But it's a beautifully designed cover.
3: Because yeah. I, I mean, you guys know I collect a lot of older comics, but I, I don't think I have many like really old Amazing Spider-Man comics. I mean, 129 may be the oldest Spider-Man comic I own. Ah,
2: even the Gil Kane cover. For I believe it's one thirty seven with with um spider man breaking the glass and the goblin and he's got um Mary Jane and uh Aunt may all you know in glass um right. receptacle it's just the 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 one thirties was a really sweet spot for me on amazing mm-hmm. uh the hammerhead cover with the spidermobile, oh my God, I shit a brick when I saw that right. Uh, the Tarantula cover, um, ripping the, the, uh, the bulkhead of the ship with Spider-Man and the cops are firing in the, in the lower, uh, corner. It's just all those 130s. There, there's not a bad cover in, in, the, it's Ramita for the most part. So you, it doesn't get a whole lot better than that. And, and who could forget with this ring IV web? <laughs> That's a beautiful cover. It's classic. It's a Gil Kane too, right, David? Yeah, it's definitely a Gil Kane. What number? One thirty-one. The wedding of Uh Doc. No, yeah, yeah one thirty-one. Doc, Doc Ock and Aunt May. That's definitely a Gil Kane cover.
3: You guys remember Gang can... War? Of course. Yeah. Do we remember Gang War? Shit. I'd like them to bring that kind of thing back.
2: I'd like to read Amazing again and enjoy it. Oh, snap. yeah. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Uh, I mean, I, like, for me, that, this question, like, for, I have to say 300, cause it's like, mm-hmm. like, I just, like, I can't, I can't help but think of Spider-Man and think of that 300 cover.
2: Sure. You're and right. And then you
3: look at 301 and it's like, it's probably the most retarded thing ever.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Just cause oh, it's the Team Fun
3: cover, it's like, come on, dog.
2: David, the 125, the Man Wolf cover? Ah, oh, That's a beautiful, beautiful cover. John Romita, again.
3: You know what? Uh, two There's books no are cover. increasing in value. What? Two ninety eight
2: and two ninety
3: nine. Really? Yeah. It's just Why? like McFarlane overf- overspill, like you know, like the Halo effect
0: of three hundred. And it was, Seriously. and it was. I think there are a couple of pages that sets up three hundred. It's not yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. all. So My it's two ninety chances have
2: been there. Yeah, chances yeah. in two ninety nine and two ninety eight and. Yeah. Yeah, but two ninety eight, uh design wise I think two ninety eight is a better cover than two ninety
3: nine. Mm-hmm. What about you, Boo? Spidey's your shit.
0: Um mm. I have there's 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 a cover that I would love to own that I don't, which is one of my favorite covers, and that's ninety eight where Spidey's powerless, he's, he's, he's scraping into the side of the building, falling down, and, and the Green Goblin is, is gliding next to him and, and mocking him, um, yeah, you, you don't have this? I don't. I have two. Dude, stop. Let me give you one? (laughs) And the other cover is a, uh, is, is one of my favorite stories, is the, the conclusion to, um, uh, to fight the unbeatable foe, it's, it's cover 230 where he's, oh,
1: yeah. the
0: juggernaut's in the background, all his heads all huge on the cover and then Spidey's swinging into, uh, into face it. So that's, that's a cover that just automatically, when I think of Amazing Spider-Man, it's one of the covers that I just instantly, I just,
2: for whatever reason,
0: it just pops into my head.
2: It's like the sea, sea devils with the screened, uh, continuous tone on there with the dots. yeah, so it remi- yeah. That, that reminds me a lot of what dc did with sea devils um yeah it's
0: it's i i gotta be honest i never really liked that cover i don't know why i I'd, i think it has to do with it's one of the it, it's an issue that i remember going and buying off the shelf oh sure I mean, yeah, yeah that's a big it. Part it's, of it it's not it's not like it's it's, it's it, that's not a cover that sums up Spider-Man, cause another one of my favorite covers barely has Spidey in it. It's, it's, it's got a ripped mask and it's from Spectacular Spider-Man. It's fucking, it, it's got Silvermane manhandled and cloak and dagger on the cover. It's a Ed Handicap right. cover from like issue 70 or something and that's, that's something else that just pops into my head. Same thing with, you know, The Sin Eater or Web of Spider-Man number one, the vest cover with the black costume. It's like they don't, they, they may not, well aside from the vest one, they may not pop or just, Sum it up and, you know, what does Spidey mean to you? But it's just, it's, those are just, if, you know, my life was flashing before my eyes and I'm thinking about Spider-Man, those are some of the covers that just oh, pop up. Uh, 141. Of
2: Amazing? Yes.
0: Mm.
2: Yep. Mysterio. With uh, the vulture, Morbius, the jackal, Doc Ock, Mysterio on the, and they're all coming out of the, 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 the fog and Spider-Man has got his back to the, to the viewer, uh oh, that's a great cover. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it right now, greatest Spider Man cover artist of all time, John Romita. No question. Oh, yeah, absolutely no question. I
1: like in it.
2: my mind, anyway. I mean, I'm sure no I... question
0: of greatest of all time in my mind. No, I'm right. I'm
2: I, you know, Gil Kane, fantastic covers. Ditko, amazing no pun, intended. pun yeah. Pun intended. But um for this guy's money, there's not a better amazing no, Spider Man. He... Then put
0: it down. I, I I respect that. I I like one hundred and one also with Morbius. Just What back
3: about uh, what about? X-Men?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Uncanny X Men one seventy five. One seventy five. The mm-hmm. uh, last Paul Smith issue with everybody with with, with Phoenix rising yep. up and it's, Cyclops is right there blasted. It, it's it's just I the whole team's on it. It's just one of those covers. It's um. I also like the the one with uh Wolverine versus Vindicator on the cover. Uh 130 something I think. But it it's there are a few X-Men covers but it's it, they're all going to be older pre-200.
2: Yeah, see all mine are pre-100. Mhm. Well, I like 100 a lot. Um I'd have to say 98 is my favorite cover, X-Men cover of all time. Mhm. Just because Sentinels. Sentinels, Sentinels, right? Um, but I like ninety-seven too, with Havoc and uh, Cyclops going at each other. That's a great cover. It, it's it's again, it's hard. Um, Ninety-five is great, but then once the burn covers. I don't oh. think they're all that special. Wait, what? We don't.
0: I of like them. With a duffel bag over shoulder, walking away.
2: I like the burn covers. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with them, but I think the covers paled in comparison to
0: mm.
3: what was
2: going on in the inside of those books. Right is what is what I'm saying.
3: Love one hundred and nine, of course. First, because it's Alpha Flight.
0: Uh, oh, that's what it was. Not 130s, okay.
3: Love one fourteen. Yeah. That's great.
2: While I'm looking at these, I gotta say, I think Cochrane was far more skilled at cover design than Byrne.
3: It's just that that run was so significant to me that like every cover. Sure, sure. Like dope, you know? Yeah. You know, I don't know, but.
2: Yeah, maybe it's the coloring on these?
3: Love, love, love the uh, issue 50, which is the, it's Polaris, but just yeah. cause it's a, it's in a, it's in a, uh, a color scheme that you just don't see very often, like a very mm-hmm. almost uh, not quite teal but like a really muted green as the main focal point cover color, which is unusual,
2: yeah, it's well, storanko, come on, yeah, um you know the drawing in that covers is astounding, the but yeah the you're right it's it's almost understated. Yeah. I mean, the most prominent thing on the cover is the white in the X-Men title.
3: Yeah, for sure.
2: I like it. I like it a lot. So, Vince, I
3: think before... It's... I know you brought up the Rebirth stuff, but I cannot believe that you haven't brought up the fucking DC Challenge.
2: Well, I was getting there. I, mean, when I was are you getting, getting
0: there? It's 11.15. That's time are you get getting there. Uh, He's probably waiting uh, for me to read the previews.
2: I don't go by it. No,
0: clock. I
3: didn't see the previews yet either.
2: But the, uh, the whole young animal line, I'm in deep on that. Uh, especially the DC Challenge where the focal point is Commandy. I mean, if, uh, for those of you who don't remember or, or you know, weren't, weren't born when, uh, DC Challenge was published, what they did was they had, um, um, an ongoing, what was it, 12 issues, David?
3: It was 12 issues,
2: yeah. 12 issues, yeah. Where, you know, uh, a certain creative team would start the story and the next issue would be created by a different creative team. They had to pick up the reins right. from the first group. It, you know, so like a round robin type thing. Um But uh, the, this incarnation, it's commandy, and I'm just like somebody peered deep into my know, soul. And
3: it, it, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna run through the the the, the pairs for it for you too, because there's some interesting ones. You got Abnett and Eaglesham. Yeah. You got Pete Tomasi and Neil Adams. Who that crazy. Crazy. Amanda Connor and Jimmy. Awesome. Root. Uh James Tinney and Carlos Donda, who I haven't seen since Star Wars stuff, but he was dope on that. Dope. Bill Willingham and Ivan Heiss. Wow. Steve Orlando and Philip Tan. Eh. Oh, come on. Well, God. no, I mean I mean it's not, it's yeah. Marguerite Bennett and Dan Jurgens, which I find interesting. Mm. Dude, Keith Giffen and Steve the Dude Rude. <laughs> <laughs> how crazy is yeah. that? That's not crazy at all. No, I'm saying that's awesome, right? No, I know,
2: right? Wait, here, yeah. how about
3: the next one? Our boy Tom King and Kevin Eastman. Yeah, that's you bananas, know. Dude. <laughs> East,
2: Eastman's going to bring it. He's going to totally bring it. And it, it never ceases to amaze me how much... Joy, pure joy and love of comics that one name elicits from these creators. You say Commandy and the the ones that are in the know, the ones that are are like Kirby Marks and just have you know followed the guy since they've been kids. Yeah. You say you say Commandee and it's just like electroshock. Yep. Barrel every day, people just spring up.
3: You know. Yep. Uh, and, Greg Pak and Joe Prado, Rob Williams, and our boy Walt Simonson
2: i'm not familiar yeah
3: that. gail simone and ryan sook who did the commandee in um in, uh, <laughs> what was it the, wednesday's, uh, comic? Wednesday's, wednesday's
2: comic day. yeah
3: um and then last but certainly not least len ween and jose luis garcia lopez
2: it's gonna be bonkers, bonkers i'm gonna buy dude. the i'm gonna buy the single issues and i'm also gonna buy the damn collected edition when they put it out in an oversized hardcover format which they oh, will get, do
3: get absolute
2: yeah. And you yeah. know, I
3: have to say, I mean, not that I have any issues with those creative teams. I think they're great, but a little bummed that Eric Larson isn't a part of it. Just because, you know, in a world where, you know, yeah. Adams and Rude and Eastman are participating, I, I mean, is there a bigger, uh, Kirby fan, Commandy fan on the earth that's a working comic artist than, than Eric Larson? I don't think so. I mean, who knows? Maybe he was asked. He said, "No, maybe I, I don't know." But I would have loved. Maybe, him.
2: maybe he wasn't asked. Yeah. You know, yeah. it also could be a, a case of. I doubt it because Larson doesn't seem to. Um, he seems to be very much in touch with his with his abilities. Right? Mm-hmm. It could be a case of stage fright. Yeah. He you know why don't you do an issue of you know the thing you love the most in the world like i mean you know he can do it but i don't know i i would love to to, to have him on here and right. just ask him you know what's the deal why aren't you involved in yeah, this you yeah. should be
3: but i don't want that you to know down. i mean i think it's amazing what they're gonna do and it's yeah it's
2: be, one you know one name i would have liked to have seen on that list ladron
3: yeah what's Latron? I haven't
1: what's he like where's he been
2: Hmm. The Last time I saw LeDron was um, Elephant Man, right? To ask
1: if was yeah, still going on. So
2: it is. I just don't buy it anymore. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I just bowed out around the late '60s, mid late '60s. Yeah, Craig. I, it's, I'm not saying the book's not good. It's just that, yeah, I think I had sixty, 60 some issues of Elephant Man. That's that's enough for me.
3: No, nah, I was yeah. the same. I, I it kind of ran its course, not because it was lost its quality, like you said. just right,
2: right, right, right. There was a time when it was the you know top of the stack.
3: Got to um, read this; it's the, amazing. Yeah, the, the, the last thing he's got credited for uh, was All Star Western.
0: Wow. Right. Yes. That. Okay. Good. Well, that I knew that. I just ago. thought, yeah, that was that was when New Fifty Two started. I thought there was something yeah. since then. I love that book. You did. Yeah.
2: And that's one of the things that's, well, we'll see. Maybe th- it'll be in, an, in another wave, but DC needs a Western book. They also need, and they haven't had this in a long time, they need an ongoing war book.
3: It's never sell, dude. Uh,
2: so what? Oh, so what? So what? So what? Yeah, I don't care. It's not my money. Let's, let's bring back Sergeant Rock. You know? It just never
3: sells. I mean, look, I hear you. I'm not, again, I'm not, I'm not putting a value judgment on it. I'm just saying, you know that it just never sells.
2: If you really want to plug the Wayback machine in, we need, um, a, like a, a an anthology type horror book, a war book, mm-hmm. a, um, what else did we say? A western. And just for shits and giggles, let's bring back Plop too. Huh. Why not? You're so crazy. Uh, Plop was great you so crazy all right everybody what do you say wrap it up yep. wrap wrap it up um if you in if you are interested in anything we talked about here in any way there's one place you can probably get them or their sister company and you would do very well by yourself in investigating dcbservice.com that's discount comic book service and their sister company what in stock trades. DC if you're a, sizzle. You're, <laughs> I like that. If you're a slacker and you're like me and you like to read things in trades, in stock trades is the place to go. But if you want to stay current and get your single issues along with everything else in the previous catalog, DCBservice.com. I will reiterate the specials for this month. Howard the Duck, Trade Paperback Complete Collection, Volume 3. Cumbersome title, but all good. Uh, it will cost you $17.49. The aforementioned Cullen Bunn on Night Trap from Lion Forge. $1.64. And from Dynamite, it's The Shadow, The Death of Margot Lane by Matt Wagner. Woot woot. Uh, 199 50% off. DCBService.com. Do it. In your travels, once again, I'm going to push the haunted horror. I love this comic. I love it so much. Issue 21. Um, from IDW and Craig Yeo. I'm only going to uh, really highlight one story because it is amazing. It's the last story in the comic. It was um, published in Mr. Mystery Number 2, November 1951. The artist, the great Mike Esposito. Um, I- it, it is called The Subway Terror. And uh, what happens is a patrolman... Uncovers a body in the, uh, in the subway system, but it's, it's not just in a, you know, an average ordinary dead dude. This cadaver has had all of the flesh stripped off its bones, yet its clothing remains intact. What the hell is going on? So the guy reports it and he's brought into department G, which is a black ops program where um, humanity battles these subterranean dwellers that have infested the subway system. We know about them. The public at large doesn't, but they're, you know, they're troublesome. And we've set up this task force to go in and, and, you know, protect the surface world from these ugly weights till you see them. And, and it's, it's a, it's a short little story, but it is gruesome as hell. Mm-hmm. The last, the last page. Your testicles will retreat into your body when you see these creatures. It's, the design is amazing. They're so, uh, I, the word for it. I mean, the, um, you you need to see the line work. They're crazy. And the, uh, there's a little twist at the end too, which, which a nice little, um, uh-oh, uh, it's a great story. Um, as long, as well as all the other stuff you get, uh, Who's, there's an artist unknown, which you know drives me crazy because I want to know who did this. Uh, the Iger Shop has a couple pieces in here. Um, Charles Nicholas. Who else? Mike Sikowski. Ugh, can't get much better than Mike Sikowski. Gene Fawcett and the lead story is penciled by Harry Lazarus. Great stuff. Uh, 4 dollars went up a buck. That's okay. Because the production values have stayed the same. It's it's well worth your money. Haunted Horror number twenty one. IDW.
0: Sweet. Yeah. Nice. Uh in your travels. Um the book that's been mentioned a few times in the five issues that's been out. Uh by CM Punk and Colin Bunn and Scott Hepburn. This is Drax. And still can't wait for vince to read it i got it because of who drax faces um and and the fifth issue there's a um
2: if you tell me it would probably propel me to buy it faster
0: well drax makes a funny comment in the fifth issue where they have to uh let us find this dragon so we can deliver a savage beating, but they're going up against Finn Fang Fo. No kidding. No kidding, boo. Yep. I'm in I'm in on it. Uh it's um and you kind of feel bad for old Finny, But uh Why? There's well, you'll you'll see when you get up to the fifth issue. Um but it's yeah, again, the art is fantastic, man. I, I think uh Hepburn and I believe it is is it is it Milla? Yeah. Matt Milla is your color artist. Um, they do beautiful work together. The uh the fifth issue does wrap up the the first arc. Um, it's it is action packed. It it's crazy, it's not uh exactly the highbrow, but it it's who cares? It's, probably makes it better. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's Drax. Dude is not wrapped too tight. Uh, you know, we talked about Colin Bunn earlier and, and he has a hand in, in crafting this book. Um, so it is, it is extremely well done. Uh, Terax is, is a trip. Um, I, I really, really enjoyed it. I would, um, if, if this gets the hardcover treatment, I would probably buy it. I, you know, I, I have two pages from the run. I really, Really like it.
2: You do have two pages.
0: I do have two pages. He
3: does. That's scoundrel. That old, in the and it, scoundrel. It, it, it
2: was quick how he dropped the money on it. Like he didn't even blink. He's like, yeah, okay, I'll take two.
0: <laughs> take two well, I had to go, in the, go, I did the bank, so yeah. Yeah, it's true. Went back the next day. Locking it up like a boss. Well, they, I man, they're, they're nice pages.
2: They, they are. What you got, Jason?
3: Uh, I've got to shout out my cousin. <laughs> my cousin Brian, Brian Wood. And uh, far more importantly than my cousin, no disrespect to him, uh, art by uh friend of the show, uh, Gary Brown. Uh, their new joint together, their new image book, Black Road, number one. Uh... It's uh, a return to the Viking era for Brian, Ooh. Um, but uh, I was not a huge fan of of Northlanders, as you may recall. Oh, no, we recall. But I am a fan of uh, of Gary, and uh, and I liked the setup, the the the, the premise, um, the pitch of this book. So I gave it a try, and I'm glad I did. It's um it's a much more focused personal story than Northlanders was. Uh there's a protagonist named Magnus and he is a Viking, but it's towards the end of the, of the Viking era They're they're in Norway, but Norway's undergoing conversion by the Christians. And, um, you know, as, as, as you guys know, the, the, the forced conversion wasn't exactly benevolent in many ways. They would stake people to all sorts of things, uh, if they were deemed heretics. And so Magnus really doesn't give a fuck. He's torn between the old gods and the new god. He doesn't really care about either one. Um, his wife is gone, so he's, he's a loner. Doesn't have much pinning him down, so he's basically a free spirit. Kind of doesn't have a place in the world um, anymore. And he's approached by the church to escort a cardinal uh, north for a meeting, and the path is the Black Road, and it's, it's called as much because it's Extremely treacherous, both from a um, safety standpoint, um, like geop- ge- uh, uh, geologically, it's, it's a, you know it's a dangerous path, but also um, it's it's dangerous because of looters and, and and enemies and that sort of thing. So it's just it's a tough commute, if you will, and so they they, they want someone to help the cardinal get up there, and Magnus first doesn't want the job, but they make him an offer that he, he says, why not? Well, screw it. What else I got to do? So he, he agrees to escort the Cardinal. And again, he's not any big fan of the Cardinal, the Christians by any means, but, um, but the Cardinal is killed in his, in his, uh, in his, under his watch. And, uh, like any good, uh, man for hire that that's, he's got a debt now. He, he, he's in, the fact that he didn't get the guy to where he was going. He feels compelled to avenge the guy's death. And, uh, and, and that's pretty much the setup for the series. He's got to now head up further up the black road and try and, and try and get revenge and, 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 uh, come to terms with the people that killed the cardinal. Um, it's a beautiful book. I mean, Gary has never looked better. It's, uh, awesome, awesome backgrounds, very, very detailed. The fight scenes were, were dope. Um, I was reading this book thinking that Gary would just slay Conan if he ever gets the, the cause to draw it, but. Um yeah, we dug it a lot and there's 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 also some some definite uh overt religious criticisms in there, which, you know, I'm always down for, so so that's a little added bonus for someone of my non-religious persuasions. Um but regardless of your 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 faith leanings one way or the other, I think this book uh is definitely worth your attention and what is a ever increasingly crowded image field. So don't let this one slip by your your image watch for those of you that are always looking to us for sort of call-outs as to which image books are, are worth uh, giving a shot. This is definitely a number one issue that you should give a try to.
2: Cool. All right, everybody. Thank you for being here with us. As usual, if you liked what you heard, heard if you yeah, liked heard. what you heard this time, um, heard. leave us a, an iTunes review. Or uh and wherever you do listen to this, if they do allow reviews, leave us one because it always helps. It, it helps us get around. And um as usual, because he loves you so much. Say good night. David. Good night. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <David>. <laughs> oh. oh my goodness And you almost laughed In oh. and, and the same cadence as are t- 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 That was good Yeah, That was
2: great Was that real? No that wasn't real Oh I thought you tooted no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright And so we'll say goodnight And David's going to tell me That the identity of the person That I was going to plot over on Supergirl But he didn't tell me I didn't So he's going to no, you're good. Yep. All yo. right.
0: Night. Peace, y'all.
2: Yo. See you next Dude, week, people. next
0: week's the season finale of Supergirl. That took me by surprise. And we're still we waiting. waiting Serious for That's that's what I'm fucking afraid of. But apparently, you know, everybody's <laughs> saying no, it, it's, it, it's renewed. You no, know, there's been no official word yet. No, I don't think it's getting renewed. I saw something on the no, Facebook. You saw you saw what people are saying when Les Moonves said. Yeah, I think about five of our new shows are getting renewed, but he never said which five. And one of the five I think he was talking about was canceled before his little meeting. So it's nothing has been said. One dude was telling me that, um, Arnie Starr said that, uh, they're waiting for the upfronts, which come out in May. And, um, and so, you know, we just had, but you usually hear it when you get the season. I don't want to go through the summer thinking, well, did I just? Was that a season finale or a series finale? But um, um, I still have my fingers crossed, but we'll see. But yeah, it's, it's the season finale right now is is next Monday, and then once we're done tonight, I'll tell Vince who showed up on the episode.
3: I mean, it gets better ratings than Elementary, Elementary The Good yeah. Wife, Blue Bloods, Hawaii Five well, and... NCI, good Wife,
0: you yes. don't have to worry about, cause that's, that's done. Well, no, no,
3: I know, I'm just saying, renewed. but right. Good Wife is a, considered a hit show, is my point. Yeah. And CSI Cyber, uh, and oh. it's pretty much got almost the same ratings as Criminal Minds. So, it should, I mean, yeah. I would think it's, that's good enough to get renewed. But
0: and, and they're paying, they pay Mark Harmon and Thomas Gibson outrageous amounts of money for their shows, and even though they're not special well, sex heavy like Supergirl is, you're not paying anybody the salary you're paying those two gentlemen.
3: Well, yeah, but that—that's not fair to compare because they're paying those guys that money because those shows were the top-rated shows on CBS for oh,
0: absolutely
3: for, for, they don't for years, it. and and every 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 season of that they make now is going to make them hundreds of millions of dollars in syndication. Syndication, yeah, yeah. yeah
0: I, I, it's it's it is not it's not a fair comparison. But if they have the money, then there's you know it's uh, giving give something a chance. Is all I'm saying. It's all he's saying, people.
3: I mean, I, I think legit, I mean, I think that show has, I've enjoyed it from the start, but I, I think from a, a critical perspective, it has gotten better. It absolutely has. And, uh, and I think it's like this, the last, you know, half of the season has been very high quality. So, um, now I gotta be honest, I haven't, I have all the Gothams from this year recorded. Uh, my sons have watched the season and they love it and they, like, they say it's, it thousand times better than the first season. And I've heard that from many people. So I'm, I'm going to probably jump into that when all these shows wrap up and see what's doing. Cause I was very ambivalent about the first season of Gotham. I could take it or leave it, which is why I haven't watched this season. But, but, uh but it's, it definitely seems like a show that, that, uh, that, that a lot of people think found its, its creative consistency uh in season two. So,
0: I, th- I think that's accurate. We're, we're mm-hmm. a few episodes behind. We're not, we're not current on Gotham. We're probably three or four episodes. Right. Uh, we saw the first couple when they came back from break. Um, mm-hmm. uh, now same thing with Empire. Mm-hmm. We're, 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 we're behind on, on a had how to get away with murder, Empire, scale. we're, we're behind on a few things. Yeah, that, I think I lost because. my love for Empire. We're not there yet. We're still, we still get a kick out of it. Um, but we had, you know, Daredevil started. You had second season of Bosch. I mean, there were a lot of things that we, and then, Renee's been working hard all weekend and and we came back C2 E2 kinda of put a bump in a few things we were watching, so we're trying to get the momentum back from that. So it's it'll be we'll probably be entertained this summer based on everything that we haven't mm-hmm. been keeping up with, but yeah. Alright. Say bye. Bye. Damn it. Peace out, yo. A recent comics. Peace in the streets
2: just setting up for the great
0: uh, Frank Zappa.
1: Hiya. How you doing today? All right, um, as you know, I'm not the kind of a person that reads books. I've said this before many times. I'm not fond of reading. But I I have in the past made exceptions, and uh, one of these exceptions was this part of uh, the book that I'm sure you know called Naked Lunch. And I have received permission to read the part about the talking asshole. So, before I do, uh, I discussed with Mr. Burroughs before we come out of some of the details that led to the construction of this section of the book. I asked him where he got the idea for this part, and he said that it was derived from a ventriloquist scene in the dead of night, if you know that film. And I had a little bit of trouble following that, a moment there until he made it all very clear to me by saying that uh, it was like uh, when you have a ventriloquist dummy and suddenly the dummy starts talking for you and so with that introduction I start on page 132 and it goes like this <clears throat> did I ever tell you about the man who taught his asshole to talk his whole abdomen would move up and down you do farting out the words. It was unlike anything I ever heard. This ass talk had a sort of gut frequency. It hit you right down there like you gotta go. You know when the old colon gives you the elbow and it feels sort of cold inside, and you know all you have to do is turn loose? Well, this talking hits you right down there, a bubbly, thick, stagnant sound. A sound you could smell. This man worked for a carnival, you dig? And to start with, it was like a novelty ventriloquist act. Real funny, too, at first. He had a number he called, The Better Old. That was a scream, I tell you. I forget most of it, but it was clever, like, Oh, I see, are you still down there, old thing? Nah, I had to go relieve myself. After a while, the ass started talking on its own. He would go in without anything prepared, and his ass would ad-lib and toss the gags back at him every time. Then it developed sort of teeth-like little raspy, incurving hooks and started eating. He thought this was cute at first and built an act around it, but the asshole would eat its way through his pants and start talking on the street, shouting out it wanted equal rights. It would get drunk, too. And have crying jags, nobody loved it, and, and wanted it and it wanted to be kissed, same as any other mouth. Finally, it talked all the time, day and night. You could hear him for blocks screaming at it to shut up, and beating it with his fist and sticking candles up it. But nothing did any good, and the asshole said to him, It's you who will shut up in the end. Not me, because we don't need you around here anymore. I can talk and eat and shit. After that, he began waking up in the morning with a transparent jelly like a tadpole's tail all over his mouth. This jelly was what the scientists call un-DT, undifferentiated tissue, <laughs> which can grow into any kind of flesh on the human body. He would tear it off his mouth and the pieces would stick to his hands like burning gasoline jelly and grow there, grow anywhere on him. Grow anywhere on him a glob of it fell. So finally his mouth sealed over, and the whole head would have amputated spontaneous. Did you know there is a condition occurs in parts of Africa and only among Negroes where the little toe amputates spontaneously? Except for the eyes, you dig? That's the one thing the asshole couldn't do was see. It needed the eyes. But nerve connections were blocked and infiltrated and atrophied so the brain couldn't give orders anymore. It was trapped in the skull sealed off for a while you could see the silent helpless suffering of the brain behind the eyes then finally the brain must have died because the eyes went out and there was no more feeling in them than a crab's eye on the end of a stalk